there's a, it's funny i did see a meme the other day where it's like it has the mic but it has someone like directly under their nose it's like <laughs> one gamer <laughs> you're just like bro i think that there's the alternative is also the person who has the mic who's just like their mic is just picking up everything in the room so you can hear the, the music they're playing in the background you're just like someone else on another tv yeah someone else on another tv like making dinner oh blah, blah, blah. like mute mute i that's why i don't play with randos for the most part yep one of the many reasons speaking of randos it's time to talk about star wars with a bunch of randos hello ken i mean i don't know if do we qualify as randos how does we're this... not mandos so we got to be randos oh. if you ain't if you ain't the best you're one of the rest okay you know I've been I mean? given and we're not landos so we're not landos we can't be man- landos we can't be mandos we got to be randos Welcome. Can't argue with that logic. Welcome back, yeah. Kit. Hi, buddy. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, congratulations. Hello there. I'm glad to squeeze you. We're able to squeeze into that busy baby's schedule. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Well, you've been gone a little while. How's your Star Wars been going? Oh, uh, my Star Wars has been going great. <laughs> you've been loving so, it, right? Yeah. I kind of feel like this was like the season made for Kit. Yeah. The it's last... Uh, yeah yeah well you know it's star wars so he, he just got slashed like once across the chest he could have he could have crawled out of there and made himself a new torso out of garbage probably it's, it's fine yeah. yeah i mean everybody gets a new torso now you've got fennec now has a new torso darth maul has a new torso nice yeah kit fisto's coming back i'm sure yeah that's the weird no. thing about like the rumor mill out there. They're like, "Oh, Mace Windu's alive. He's gonna be the one who trains him. He's the one who saved." Uh, you never Rogue saw him die, right? But I mean, like, there's there's far more realistic. Like Cal Kestis, I, I buy more I'm, than I buy Mace Windu. I'm all in on Cal Kestis, and I'll tell no you one's why. Ever really gone because of the believer. The most recent episode. Spoiler warning. We got to get through this one before we talk about some new stuff that came out. Uh, that episode you guys opens on a scrapyard what else opened on a scrapyard <laughs> Ooh, i know this one <laughs> Cal Kestis Jedi Jedi Fallen Fallen Order. Order. there you go <laughs> it's, it's i actually just played that uh because it's uh it's they put it onto game pass oh did and you so oh, i yeah. played yeah I, right. I played like almost exactly that that part recently so. oh the and that the, was actually the tutorial <laughs> what you right yeah i got i got basically to the same point that i got to a, it's just a year old right yeah mm-hmm. i think yeah. it's about um, like a year ago year and a half before last I it, christmas I, I think i got it i got it for last christmas yeah on on ps for like an hour or two yeah and then uh decided that it was not really for me i think and you should so play I, it on easy I other stuff Oh no, that's what I yeah on on <laughs> on almost anything I play it on on easy Padawan? or like cinema mode yeah whatever the whatever yeah. the easiest yeah whatever the I mean usually usually my my sweet spot is between the the easiest setting or the second easiest setting some a lot of times the like cinema mode or whatever is too easy for me and so I bump it up to the I mean it's like legitimately like impossible to fail and and it's just way too easy so I do bump it up like one but I I never go up to like the hard yeah. stuff i'm not i'm not I, I don't need to invest that kind of t- first of all i'm not very good and secondly <laughs> uh, i don't i don't need to yeah i don't need to like spend hours perfecting my parrying 
timing yeah, I on think, yeah. you know, Assassin's Creed or whatever. Well, that's the thing I think uh, Fallen Order convinced me of is that I'm probably not the market for Dark Souls, you know, yeah. where, okay, I, I told people, like, especially JJ on the main pod about Fallen Order, and he's like, ah, so it's Dark Souls light, and I'm like, oh, okay then, <laughs> I'm not, I'm not going to be into that. Yeah, not at all. Like, there's, there's that game. Everything I hear about, it, it's like, oh no, you want me to die. That like, that's part of the. It's inherent to the gameplay is that you are going to die. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, I just it's too punishing for me. Like, I'm not, I'm not here for that. I understand that there are those who are down for that, and that's like that's what their jam is. But no, I'm. At least get with games of that nature. Give me cin- cinema type. Yeah. Like I'm playing Gears exactly. Tactics, and yeah. I'm like, oh okay, Gears Tactics. I don't think. I mean, I, I'm playing it on, I think, standard, but I'm like, I'm, I'm enjoying it because I'm not like constantly like, oh, I can't, I've, I've died 13 times on this boss. I'm just gotta, I just gotta get better. I'm like, I don't have the type of time and frustration level anymore, like, especially during COVID. Are you kidding me? Like, no, <laughs> let's just play the game. Like, I'm looking I, for a release, not yeah. a, I don't not think a, a game has to be nice to you. And I think that that game, Dark Souls specifically, and other games where you die on a boss multiple times because you need to learn the pattern and all that. It's just it goes back to like the beginning of gaming where you go like, OK, well, this is the Nintendo pattern. I got to learn what three things he does in a row and then I got to get good at not doing the, the wrong things when he does the three things. And, and, and that's fine. Uh, I won't harsh anybody's groove for being into being punished that way. Uh, just I need the middle road there. where I, Like I think Fallen Order on normal and then doing it in the wrong order. Don't if you play this game again, kid. Do not go to Dathomir first. Just don't Unless do it. Unless you want a double-bladed lightsaber. And then don't go to Dathomir out. first. <laughs> <laughs> I sat there on Dathomir thinking this is the hardest game I've ever played in my life. Finished as much as I could and then went to the other planet and was like, well, I'm now over-leveled and just killing everyone. So. There's something to be said about that too. And I'm not, yeah, I'm not trying to yuck someone's yum. I'm just saying like, that is not for me. Oh yeah, and I think like I, yeah. I think though that like there's a there's a uh, a personal criticism to have there, but not a game criticism, right? Like for yeah. you personally versus ah, it's a bad game. It's not a, those aren't bad games. They're good games. No. They're just maybe not in our in our wheelhouse on carbon scoring, where we're going to talk about the believer, not Fallen Order anymore. <laughs> Although we could talk well, about Fallen Order if you want to. I was saying, I was saying, don't don't <laughs> don't speak too soon. I know. <laughs> there's a chance. There's always a chance. I don't think we see a Jedi by the end of this season, given where that episode left off. Oh, you don't see? You don't think we see the Jedi who who may have quote unquote heard the call? I don't think so. I mean, unless that uh, next episode is going to be very very sh- long. Unless it's, I mean, it's going to be an hour, and in an hour we got to break into a Imperial capital ship and have a huge battle, and you know, like it can't. I don't know. There's going to be a dark saber issue there. Uh, There's nothing that says that it can't be a 90 minute long. No, you're absolutely episode. right. Yeah, you're right. Which, which, by the way, reminds me. Uh, I I vehemently disagree with you, Andy, that, that they should standardize the length of these episodes. I, I think that that's the wrong thing to do. I am a fan of having the episode be as long as it needs to be, and not stuffing some episodes with filler and artificially truncating other episodes because you got to. 55 minute episode but you got to fit it into a 45 minute time slot i have a a rebuttal that doesn't prove you wrong (laughs) okay (laughs) okay i think they should be closer to standardized than they are 
And I run into that issue with the previous episode where Boba and Fennec save um, Mando while on the planet and he gets abducted by the dark troopers. I don't remember the name of that one. The tragedy where they, where we lose the razor crest, which I called it. I'm going to keep saying that until the end of the season. <laughs> uh, I think if you're going to keep calling it, you got to give us a, a, a time, an episode and a timestamp. I called it episode this. I said this Boom, season. Fun. I said it would blow up this season. I said I think that. Ken meant the episode of carbon scoring. Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. Got it. Yeah. It's all good. Uh, my argument is that that episode needed more time. It was it, at the end of it was completely rushed. That that battle sequence made no sense. It was only there to see the razor crest explode and Boba put on his suit. And the rest of it was kind of nonsensical garbage in terms of how people were organized, what the battle was happening. He didn't pick up his jetpack at any point in there, and then just yeah. has it magically the next episode. Something got truncated there that needed to be slower and more thought out and plotted out. And if they had added three minutes more to that episode, we would have had a better outcome storytelling wise. I think it was still a fun episode to watch. And a lot of it was visually very pleasing. Um, but well, that's an episode, take- that's an episode where I felt like, well, we got to get to A to B and this is how we're going to do it. And we just filmed it like that. And now it's done. And so, uh, there's a lot of time that could be spent having more, like the first episode with Tatooine where there was establishing shots. There's large visions of the desert. I felt more in a premium show than I did during the tragedy when I felt like I was in almost a fan film with the amount of time they used. It just gives it a different feel. But so, so after what you just said, I feel like that actually reinforces or supports what i was saying that i said my rebuttal does not negate your point okay my rebuttal is only that some episodes i think i i think i'm taking your your feedback on what i said earlier on on standardizing them and saying i think you're more right than i was but that some of these get too short and too truncated and that they should shoot more for the 40 to 45 minute mark than the 37 minute mark where sometimes yeah, I guess they didn't technically have to add three more minutes of stuff to get to the point of this, but maybe they should have to make sure that everything was plotted out and say, hey, uh, what happened to his back? You know, like, did they cut it out? Did they not explain it? Did they not have to? I don't understand what happens there in a shortened episode. So I revise my theory based on feedback. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, because they they just needed like another a, a moment to explain. Oh, once he's like they, once he's stepped away, the the troopers gain the ground to to like he can't get to his backpack because it's there, which is yeah, just a couple of shots. If but... we had gotten a large aerial view of what that combat arena looks like, and like I can't get back to my jetpack because it's cut off from me, another line or two to explain why I'm standing in front of Fennec to taking all the shots, right? Instead of me explaining it to Kitty, like, oh, he's standing there because he's got Beskar arm on and she doesn't have any cover. But you can't tell she doesn't have any cover based on where the troopers are. And it's just kind of a little messy. That's all. I am, uh, I'm curious too. Light, light criticism, not not heavy. Yeah. Spend a lot of time on it, criticism. Yeah. I'm curious too when all this was filmed. Because, I mean, as with anything right now, I'm definitely curious as to when this is filmed and how it's filmed. When we know we're in the volume, 
we have a, a scale that would be depending on if it's during COVID, then it's like, okay, well it's, it is enclosed, but it's also a very wide open space. Essentially you're in a giant warehouse and then, but a lot of these look like it was shot outside, but then you don't want too many people on set regardless. So it's like, how is this? I'm curious, but I mean, it's one of those things we'll never really know until we get to the gallery where they're like, oh yeah, this is where we shot this. Do you think this they're going to do another this. gallery? I think so. I think they definitely want yeah. to get as much as they can out okay. of the the properties they can. I think this illustrates my point perfectly. The Believer is 38 minutes. The Tragedy is 33 minutes. The Believer is a good episode of The Mandalorian, and it's not 45 minutes. So clearly I'm my original point is not entirely correct. But 33 minutes is too short. They needed more time. And oddly enough, I thought the tr- the Believer felt shorter. And I think Ebony did too. We were like, wow, that felt like it was over really quick. Like the Believer, w- we felt like it was shorter than the, than the tragedy. And we're like, oh, well, it's, we're, we're over. Oh, okay. But like looking back at it, a fair amount happens. And a lot of people talk about, oh, this was another filler. So it's like, what? I, I, yeah, people, I mean, this is, again, Who said there's, that? It's, uh, people call them out in specific people. <laughs> Internet people. I don't have internet people's oh, names. those internet people. They're the same ones complaining about Leku. Hey, what's your opinion on Leku since you weren't on the last podcast there, Oh, kid? yeah. Um, I'm pro Leku. <laughs> um, I, I don't really... Uh, but I, I don't really Sorry, care about, about the uh, length of the Leku. I did hear on a different pod that I listened to um, that there was a rumor that they had to do... And I don't know if this was confirmed or not, but um, that there was a rumor that that the reason why her in the Mandalorian show, show why her Leku were not longer is because if they were longer they would get in the way of the sword fighting and the stunts. That makes a lot of sense. So, yeah. yeah, but uh, I mean, I, I I like right like the the actual like if the if the length of her Leku in Clone Wars to Rebels to Mandalorian change slightly, I don't care at all. Like it I honestly wouldn't. Any, I wouldn't have thought about it, it at all. As long as it looks good, I don't. I don't really care. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's to a certain degree. It's they. It's a fair amount of of shortening, but in but but they it doesn't matter. Like it really doesn't. Like of all the right. things that people are concerned about, I don't know why. Like I think it'd easily be six inches, if not longer, that they've changed. But just the the practicality of it is just. I don't see where their issue is. Also, like there are people who were upset about, oh, well, why does why does oh, we're seeing a female Mandalorian here? Why does she have like why does she have feminized Mandalorian, Mandalorian armor? It's like it's not like a metal bikini. Like it's it's armor. <laughs> like I don't know why it's, it's form fitted armor. I don't understand. Right, and so that's why it's a little bit odd. That I mean, there's you're in the in the in the world of the internet, you're gonna have pe- find people who are upset about almost anything. And whether it's legitimate or not, there's going to be someone out there. And I think that that's, to me, that's not a legitimate argument. Um, I asked my wife. She's like, no, like, that seems fine. It's it's form-fitting, like like Andy said. Like, it makes sense that she has, it's not, again, it's not a metal bikini. It's not the fantasy armor issue that you have of, like, um, why is her midriff bare? Like, no, it it goes down to cover it. It protects. And, like, that's the purpose of it. Functional for those listening at home. Yeah. I mean, it's more yeah. functional than uh, Cara Dune's armor. It's just like a choker of, of metal. Yeah. And shoulder pads. <laughs> I don't know if that's the... I mean, that's more... It's a uniform. I, I it's not even armor. Yeah. 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 Okay. 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 
Bill Burr. Space Boston. Space Boston. He said he's sold a good character to me. I was fine with Miggs the first time we got to see him and never expected to see him again. And then we get Miggs Mayfield, Mayfeld, Mayfeld back. Mayfeld. Yeah. To lead an episode, basically. I was not expecting. He would have been the last person on that episode that I would have expected them to bring back. Yeah, I know, right? He he it's cool. Although it I'm, although it I'm made cool. sense to me when I had time to think about it uh at the end of the episode what the episode was about, it yeah. made sense to me, but like before I watched the episode, it, it, I would have never suspected that they would have brought him. If you would have said like we're going to bring somebody back from the prison break episode, which which person do you think it would be? He would have been my last oh, pick. Oh. Hmm. You I would have thought that they would have brought anybody else. Clancy yeah, any Brown. any of the other characters would have made more sense to me, but huh. but I, I can see now why they why they yeah for him. the purposes of, as soon as when he said oh I'm going for him I'm like oh it's because he's an imperial like it's it's a story yeah. reason as opposed to like if they were going someplace else I can definitely see them bringing in I don't know her name but I I keep thinking of her as Tonks because she played Tonks in the in the Harry Potter movies <laughs> but she's the Sion or Sheon yeah. yeah yeah I was very happy they brought him though because in an episode where you've got to distract people from the fact that you've got a, starting to be a a pretty amazing cast with Pedro and Mingna and Tamara Morrison as recurring characters every episode. You've got to have somebody that can come in and star in an episode. It's Bill Burr did a really good job, I think. Uh, yeah, bringing when in when he's at the when he's at the table speaking about Operation Cinder, which is a great one. It's a great way for them to tie in superfluous like out i know outside knowledge if you're not if you're watching more than just the 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 tv shows and the movies like that's a cool uh dive to pull what was on. that from but you that's from the battlefield i'm sorry the the recent battlefront game oh and also some of the comics but so the so battlefront said, 2 is or i yeah, guess it was just 2. battlefront yeah, yeah battlefront no... 2 is a single player mission and that's where they kind of in, that's where they they op, huh. they introduce a little bit of Operation Cinder, which wow. is essentially just scorch Earth policy. They're trying to like the the Emperor's a pissy little bitch, and he's just like, oh no, we're <laughs> gonna burn, we're gonna just raise certain areas to the ground, even even Imperial held cities that we that we control and that are loyal still. This is to this is to teach everyone a lesson, and Emperor's just like burn it all. Oh, another good one is I want to say. Um, Shattered, uh, I'll, 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 I'll grab the name in a minute, but there's another one that Shattered Empire, Shattered Empire. Thank you. They had Operation also Cinder in there. there. Yeah, those are two. Uh, the comic book operations, and um, sorry, Shattered Empire and the video, the the video game would. Be this is kind of where to... we started this podcast, and I'm glad it's where we're going again. Where I'm like, so what's this from? Because I don't get it. <laughs> yeah, they 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 really grab from a lot of different sources, both the old. Yeah, the the legends, what's now legends, and uh, the current canon, they really do. They they grab both both Easter eggs and just kind of working stuff uh, into uh, bringing stuff back up. Like I wouldn't particularly call Operation Center like a, an Easter egg type thing, but like uh, being working working things from the canon, uh, bringing them back up, integrating them, integrating different parts of the canon into into the universe. So this yeah. was another episode, uh, and it makes sense that Bill Burr came back 
when you realize it was directed by Rick uh, Fem, I don't remember how to say his last name. Fem Famoyiwa. Famoyiwa. So Fem-o-yiwa. he directed the the prison episode before. So he brings back Bill Burr, and that you were just about to say when he's talking at talking at the table. I, I did a Boston on him, tacking at the table. Tacking. Uh, pretty smart. Wicked smart. He uh, and I think this is their relationship. It's got to be their relationship. Well, he wrote this. Rick Famuyiwa wrote this, and Bill Burr delivered it perfectly. You could just see the very slow creep of rage building up in Bill Burr as he talks about it. And you think initially he's like talking about it so he can get them out of there, and then you know before the uh, Din knows that what's going to happen here is not what they think. You know, they're not going to come out of this without him shooting that guy. Yeah. yeah. And B- Bilber does a great job of almost like a little, maybe a little bit of PTSD or something in there. Like his, 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 his expression is, is cold, but there's, there's so much like hidden like emotion there. And it's, it's really good. Cause you're like, he's dealing with some shit right here. Like this is, like he saw some shit. It's not just the like, oh yeah, I'm just I'm just doing random shit over here. Kind of Star Wars, like his yeah. previous character, or I shouldn't say previous character, but previous, previous. performance. Yeah, well, and the, yeah. It, 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 you start with his previous performance, right? And since we're in this train, he gets brought in, and they get in that that crawler. I don't remember what they called it, but that type of crawler thing with all the fuel in it. And before the battle, the Fury Road starts. Uh, <laughs> it was good. I want to edit that to the fury road music and see what happens i bet you it's almost exactly timed perfectly for it uh because if i were editing that scene that's what i would edit it to you put some temp music in and get it going real good uh he starts as that other character and then they pass that village and the wheels starts turning a little bit you can see him remembering you know, his time as an Imperial and he talks about how it doesn't really matter who you are. You just get run over by whoever's in charge in the galaxy. Right. So it's good. Yeah. It's good. I don't think another character speaking, you know, forget the acting part of it where it was like really good acting. But I don't think another character gives you those moments trying to get into the base or steal anything or do whatever. So that was a good choice to bring bring it back full circle. And I don't know if he directed another I don't think he's directed another episode since the prison. Yeah, he did. I want to say he did two in the first season, but yeah, he I did have to double check. He did the child, he did the prisoner, and then he came back for this one called the Believer, right? Um, gotcha. And he wrote it too. So, way to go, Rick. I, I don't, Mister Famuyiwan. <laughs> I'll get it right. I promise. I'm trying for real. Gotcha. Yeah, and so it's like this. That's. I, I don't, and of course, there's always the discussion because most of these, the titles are kind of open ended. Like, who is the believer? Is the believer the imperial, the imperial officer who's just like, oh yeah, we did it for the good of us because what's the empire and we believe in the empire? Is the believer Din where, where he has? I I really like the 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 I mean, gradual in this episode change where he's like, okay, well, how do we get in? I have to go in because <clears throat> we don't trust you. No one else can go in because everyone has one uh, one or one or another reason to be spotted by the Imperial on a number of things, including Boba. He's like, let's just yeah. say they recognize me. <laughs> let's just say. That was a good line. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's like they, they all have the reasons. And he's like, okay, I'll go in. He's like, okay, so 
he's like he makes it he's like okay so i'll find my caveat okay i'll so I'll go in but i'll still have my head covered because i'll be wearing an imperial helmet that's what's going to make like i can i can make peace with that that's how i'll i'll get through no one will see my face and then as time goes on he's like shit okay he draws he has to draw that line in the sand like i i have to walk past it i have to expose my face so the machine can get me although why why would it recognize him just like okay you're you're not a bad guy is that all that it scans for it's like oh you're not a. that's what i didn't understand and why i don't understand there's a little bit of a hiccup here where i don't understand why bill burr's character uh migs he doesn't want to take the risk of going in there and doing the thing unnoticed because he knows how it works but then no, is willing to take want to get seen by but he's willing to take the risk once din screws it up and gets spotted and then he sticks his face right in that officer's face instead of walking around and sort of hoping he doesn't get noticed i don't i guess yeah, it's it, it it's i well i think it, i mean if anything because of what we learn later on He's not. He's not thinking to a certain degree. He's 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 emotionally reacting to seeing this officer who's kill who essentially has killed others of his his platoon and his his brothers in in arms. Like he's this guy. This this guy is one of the reasons why he's no longer an imperial officer. Right. And this is why he's stepped away. So at that time when he sees him, he's just like, nope, not going in there. Can't do it. And then he starts to see Din, you know, get deeper and deeper. It's like, okay, shit. He just reacts. It's not. It's emotionally he's not able to go in there and then he just again emotionally reacts he's not thinking 100 percent clearly and that's kind of that's to the character's strength in the way they play it is that he's just like okay i'm just gonna i just gotta get out there and help him is that the vibe you got there because I, I was a little bit not confused i guess but a little bit like lost in the woods on the character motivations there and and i just wanted to piece through it and i, I like that explanation but yeah i think that that um i think that that works for me i think that he 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 for it, it it does seem to me like at the beginning he just doesn't want to go in there like it like clearly the the officer doesn't remember him but um it definitely because of the way that the actor plays it it seems like it's more that the character the character doesn't isn't so concerned that he's going to get recognized as he just doesn't want to have to deal with this this uh these emotions and the what and having to interact with potentially with uh I see. his old commanding officer although i will say like i uh to go back to earlier the the face recognition thing obviously yeah. uh you you can have two kinds of systems one that scans your face and says yes this person is on the list they can use this computer but that's the, clearly not what we have here because Din's able to use it. So clearly they just have a system where they're like, here's a list of people who are not allowed. So if you're <laughs> on this list, you, you, uh, we're not going to let you use your computer. But if you're not on one of these criminal lists, anything goes. Yeah, <laughs> Anybody else fine. can just walk in here and use these computers. <laughs> I'm trying to think if there's a, a value in other, and other than saying, well, it's less work this way. If we only had to put in like five people a day instead of the five hundred stormtroopers we added today, maybe that's that less are, work. No, I I, I feel like that's actually kind of believable. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's a, it's a bureaucracy. I can see that. Yeah, them doing the, that. Yeah, the, whatever one, whichever one was the least work, maybe is yeah. how that system came to be. <laughs> What's well, the thing too is because this is like they talk about a little bit in the beginning too, like that these are these are remnant bases. These are not, you know, in the in the heart of the of the empire. These are all just the people who stuck around because 
it was for whatever reason they stuck around with the empire and so are they just like well you know if somebody joins up we'll just if if we have an issue then we'll we'll add them to the system but then they they're constantly adding new people yeah so maybe they're like well as long as you're not princess slayer han solo or cara <laughs> dune cara yeah. dune as long as you're not these people you're fine well so it's i loved that line with boba fett because it's it's a do it's a two-parter right some people that don't know will just be like oh well they would recognize boba fett and then other people are like oh no they'll know because he's a clone <laughs> he's the clone yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah, and they'd be like, "What's a clone doing here?" Yeah, I, yeah. Well, that'd be an interesting thing too, because it's like there's like, there should be almost no clones left at this point. Looking, looking at uh, Legends or EU, which by the way, I coined a, I coined a phrase with a couple of friends. We're talking about, oh, that's EU. Like, oh, well, what about the new stuff? Oh, that's DU. It's Disney Universe, so that's DU. <laughs> um, but yeah, looking at at what we have currently, we don't know the life expectancy on on. Like how many clones stuck around? How many clones died? X Y Z. Yeah, they weren't. So they like, weren't allowed to retire, really. So shouldn't be many left. Uh, and that's not. I mean, that's actually not true because we do know that there's at least three that did retire, and they took a, they took off with a sandcrawler. Retire. Yeah. Right. We saw exactly. how Rex retired. That wasn't retirement. That was uh, defection. Right. So like, how many of them got to defect? Is what you're saying. Well, I mean, again, and that's that's where the lines blur between Legends and, and DU is like you're now like in Legends, there were some that just essentially they were decommissioned and they were they're like, OK, well, we're they're no, no longer of use to the Empire. Some of them became trainer like uh, training officers. But, yeah, it just it depends on where we are. Like, it would be nice to have that explanation. I mean, because we'll, a lot of, we'll get- I mean, a lot of people. On the casual side, again, I, I've talked about in previous episodes of this, how I have kind of three groups of people that I talk to after each episode. And the the most casual group, multiple people in that group, assumed that the explanation now for Stormtroopers through episodes four, five, and six is that they were clones still, right? So it's like never super explained that no, after uh, Attack of the Clones kind of in there, they're no longer making clones like you have to find that information in other sources right yeah so you know a lot of people i think still assume that maybe clones are being used by the empire it'd be interesting to find out or have that clarified by yeah this show or another show haha <laughs> i'm hint, sure it's coming hint hint yeah um i think i think for the most part yeah i mean there, there's definitely I guess you know Rangers of the Republic of the New Republic could definitely give us an answer on that if we ever when we get there. <laughs> um, but we do know that I can say because that's the thing too is like if you look at just what we've essentially you look and when thinking of the 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 common casual, if they're just taking into account the movies, they don't remove their helmets, so you don't see anyone. Yeah, you would never know past a certain point. You'd never know. Um, yeah, I mean that's 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 a fair point. I mean. I guess it's something we'll have to cover. The, the it's it the hard part is trying to research it. All the YouTubers, including current ones, if you look up, look up a video that's covered, put out you know two months ago in the in their title they put canon. I'm like, you're you're you keep referencing books from the Not expanded canon. universe. Yeah. Those don't count. Like yeah. you can if you're why are you citing unreliable sources? And just because it's it makes for a better YouTube video, which is really annoying to me, a ridiculous pedant. Uh, pedant so ped, ped, pedant. Pedant. 
Penitent? Penitent Man shall pass. Penitent Man shall pass. <laughs> hey, Indiana um, Jones reference. Good job. Yeah. <laughs> we can reference all of them before we talk about them if we try hard. Yeah. <laughs> Which, by the way, uh, I, I know that you were talking about earlier that the chase reminded you of uh, Fury Road. When he got up on top of the, when he was fighting the guys up on top of the truck, that really reminded me a lot of Indiana Jones. In, on top uh, of the tank? Yeah. Last the tank. Yeah. yeah. Last yeah. say. <laughs> uh, it was less, he didn't have to fight the tank, right? So... Uh, it was it was more Fury Road for me, or like original Mad Max for for me. Yeah. With the whole oh no, I'm I'm not saying that you weren't that that the Mad Max didn't make sense. I'm just saying when I watched it, uh, I was thinking Indiana Jones. I guess not original Mad Max, Road Warrior, both Road ones. Yeah, Fury Road and, and Road Warrior. Road Warrior, not Mad Max and Beyond Thunderdome. Those don't have car chases, really. I mean, Thunderdome <laughs> does kind of a little bit, but not really. Yeah. Mad Max has a re- uh, really good car chase, but nothing with the giant tankers like the other two do. Yeah. There's another uh, podcast I was listening to called Force Material because um, it had Paul Sun uh, Young Lee on it, who's the Cap- Captain Carson Tiva from K- Kim's Convenience. But they were commenting out every episode this season has like an 80s movie reference. Oh, there you like go. In the, in, the, in the betrayal, they had the Indiana Jones boulder coming down the hill. Yeah. They had Mad Max. Like, there's if you go back, there's ones in, in every like. It seems like it was kind of a like a sub theme, like they did with um, Phase Two. Everyone lost an arm in one in one of the parts of Phase Two as a nod to Return of the Jedi. Phase Two's oh. um, Marvel Universe, MCU. Okay. Um, yeah. But yeah, like that's it's if you look. I mean, like you can go through all of it. Like like a, pun- a bunch of people lose arms somewhere in each of those movies, and it's like oh, <laughs> okay, like in. Yeah, well, I mean, in Thor, I mean, you can go back, like, uh, Thor the Dark World, there's a part where Loki... Do we have um, to go back to Thor the Dark World? We can. It's not It's not as bad as you remember. It's not. The, it's still it, the lowest it? on the totem pole, but still okay. it's... Um, but yeah, Thor loses his arm there in a vision, and, like, that's that's there, so... Huh. I, I don't remember that from the Battle of Naboo. Yeah. <laughs> Thor 2, the Battle of Naboo. <laughs> Sorry, I just think that uh, I've, I've made that joke for way too long but uh the because the it's because signature joke. looks like naboo yeah <laughs> go back and look it looks almost exactly the same yeah um now i have no i have homework i um i was really yeah. glad to see how slave one works that was interesting yeah because i i didn't know what to because i mean the only time we've seen it in the interior is for the most we saw it was in attack of the clones yeah like that's yeah. a, I still don't understand how that works. Uh, <laughs> I, I have tried to figure out how that works. I, I know that they showed it to me. I still don't understand how that works. But, it's all stuff uh, spinning around. It was interesting to see the inside of it, yeah. Yeah. It seems like you could build a ship better if you didn't have to gyroscope the whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. But it makes for a cool look. <clears throat> yeah, the ship itself is cool from the outside. Interior-wise, I'm just like... This just looks like a nightmare. Like, what if someone is? I mean, you would have motion sickness just from sitting in there talking to other people. It looked like Din had motion sickness, by the way, when that thing took <laughs> off at the end, and he was like, "Oh, grabbing the chair." Well, and I mean, it's a spaceship, so really, only an atmosphere. Like, it matters only in tradi- atmosphere. Yeah, traditionally, that's, that's I, it never even occurred to me that they would need that because I would, I would always think that like you just have to make it out of, out of. Uh, you know, out of orbit or whatever, at far enough into into orbit to, or out of out of the 
stratosphere to be, to be fair, able I to mean, get out of the gravity. It, he has it one time it where he it doesn't gyroscope and he's sitting back. And it actually makes more sense to me that you would climb in and climb into the cockpit and lay down like you would in a modern rocket in order for it to right. lift off like that. Instead of people like sitting down in the ship and then the ship lifting up while you're sitting, you'd be pushed down into your seat, like crushed down as G-force yeah. pulls you back down towards the planet, right? But if you were Boba Fetting and you sat back like you were in a rocket, if, if Slave 1 just lifted off, off the ground, before it spun upward, you would be fine. You'd be like a normal... So it actually makes some sense. And then they made it make... Made it make <laughs> my brain twist. But it looked cool. <laughs> it sure did. <laughs> I think it's like a Star Trek ship. Don't think about it. Just... Enjoy the yeah. visual. And it's a spaceship uh, the, is not going to work anyway. They brought back that that seismic charge thing from Attack of the Clones as well. Yeah, they drop it out the back. And it's like wow, really cool. Yeah, yeah. Oh man, there was a lot of fun little references in there to um, other types of troopers. They brought back the what do they call the mountain troopers? I the think. mountain troopers. It's a, well. I mean, that's the thing. I I I, I keep thinking of them as shore troopers because I was sca- thinking scarif troopers. Yeah, scarif troopers. Yeah. yeah. And so, but like, yeah, they reuse that. Like, okay, we can reuse that helmet, and they also do, they do reuse it for mountain troopers and a few others too. But okay, yeah, so just different paint jobs. Well, the and the drivers, they're they're the tank guys from Rogue One. The guys right. who were yeah. like driving yeah. the the tank. Yeah. yeah, it was cool to see a lot of the remnant be like Rogue One reuse. Was a good yeah. a good tie through I think for a lot of people especially because it's a movie and so people that have seen the movies and only were watching the movies up until this premium show and then said oh, I'll get into that because it looks like the movies see something that they might remember from like not four five six right um, yeah. yeah which is a good idea I think in, in my opinion to like drag a few of those things in there um, that well, they we might had the or death troopers earlier yeah. yeah death troopers that's from the game so right so. Well, the, not no, the dark troopers, oh, the dark, death troopers. Dark, death troopers, yeah, death yeah, troopers in, in uh, season one. In at the Rogue end, of, one, yeah. at the end of season one. So it's cool to to bring that stuff through. Um, do you think it's going to matter that they introduced what was it, Rydonium here? Was no. They didn't introduce. Oh, I'm, not, I, I'm actually not even sure why they didn't just use coaxium or some other. Right? Yes. Why like not use coaxium? Universe, but whatever. I mean, it, it's it, yeah. I mean, it's. It's not that big of a deal, but I did think about that as they were like, we're driving this highly unstable explosive thing. And I was like, but why would you give why it a Why not use the stuff okay, from Solo, yeah. right? Like, why wouldn't you use the same Rebels. thing from Solo? But, okay, but in an instance where, okay, you, I mean, be happy about it. That's good. <laughs> it's good that it's from Rebels. No, we I enjoy that know. it got brought back. I'm wondering why they introduce it here versus, well, I guess because Filoni brings back something from rebels but you could again tie into another movie if you go back to solo and you use coaxium i think maybe because my best guess would be to the scale to which we the 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 size of the thing that they're transporting when they get by the end of it when they're like oh hey here's the coaxium it's just like oh here's a few small containers yeah versus giant trucks hauling in a bunch of them also, because we do like when we see, oh, one of the few places you can get coaxium is over in like through that the through the Kessel Run. Like you have to go through all of that yeah, as opposed to being true. on one planet. Be like, oh, well, is coaxium really that rare? If you can just get it on this one planet, why didn't we just come here last time? It's like, oh no, that's 
it's hard to find coaxium, so they had to go through all that whole rigmarole just to get there, as opposed to, to um, Rhydonium is more plentiful, but still just as problem, just as volatile. Okay. So it's like it's like okay, we can because we're talking about high volumes. There's at least four trucks that are going through there, and then then that's and they they're all pretty load loaded down with with Rhydonium. So yeah, need for a good scene anyway. Yeah. Yeah, I guess but, that's that, a good that's... point about the coaxium. Yeah. Um, just the, more, and, and they're obviously, yeah, they're obviously like mining it on that planet. So, so yeah. that makes sense. Did we want to try and answer who the believer is, or do we not care? <laughs> well, I didn't even think about the when Ken talked about the. That's a great point. Uh, when Ken talked about the the officer, because that makes total sense. But I didn't even think about that. I was thinking of kind of the. On the one hand, you've got Mayfield, uh, who is very much uh not at the beginning of the episode he's very much like i don't want to do this i don't want to have any part of this but by the end of the episode he seems more far more on board and i can see besides the fact that he was an imperial i can see why for this episode the believer why they would get mayfield who is the last person that you would think from that crew that you would ever think would ever try to help Grogu and help Din get Grogu back uh, that by having him having Mayfield go through this um, he kind of does become uh, a believer by the end but then he... there's also Din yeah. and like he literally has to break his number one rule and and there's a great line that Mayfield says at the beginning about like and I'm paraphrasing here, but he says something about like, um, uh, there's a not, line and yeah, everybody, you... eventually everybody gets to that line and you don't know what you're going to do until you get to that line and, and what you have to do. And Din reaches that line and he's like, do I want to let my, my orthodox beliefs where I can't take off this helmet and I can't let anybody see it because now, now he's at a point where if he's, he's still going to follow that creed, he can't put his helmet back on because he took it off and people saw him. Human beings saw him with his helmet off. So now he, by, by those rules, he can't put his helmet back on. He can still, he could still, you know, be uh, with the, the, the other Mandalorians and still do that. But if he's still going to be a believer of the, the Orthodox Mandalorian creed of the, um, what do they call him? The, the watch. Children the, of the watch. Yeah. If he's still going to follow that, if he's going to be a believer of that, then he can't put his helmet back on. And so we get kind of both of those sides. Uh, so I, I actually, even without even thinking about the, the Imperial officer, I thought that it was a great title for this episode because of, because it's of those. And then, people. and then, but, but yeah, but Ken brings up a very good point about, about this Imperial officer really does believe all, or at least is pretending to believe all of that stuff. I don't land on him being as much of a, believer as a cynicist he's more of a cynicist in the like this is right. the way that it is right and like it's all for the cause baby like it doesn't you know like he had right. that more like crass attitude about the universe than the true like brainwashed experience that you would expect if you were calling him a believer in the imperial cause, I'd think you'd get more of a, you get less of a, I'm going to 
toast and drink over this kind of stuff and more of an upright officer, which he was no longer that kind of uprightness. I, I think I, I land on, I like that Mayfield doesn't have to be a quote unquote believer in, in the rebel Alliance or a believer in the cause or anything like that to just believe that it was okay to help someone, right? Like, that's more of a believer than than he's ever been it seems like so um i like that line too little baby uh, (laughs) i like that line too that came right after that where he said so is the rule that you can't take off your helmet or the rule that you can't take off your or you can't show your face because it's kind of a different rule don't you think like if you land on one or the other and like that's i laugh at that line but i think it's very important to say Hey, have you ever thought about your beliefs? Because it's important to interpret them for yourself and understand what you think you're investing your personal morality in, right? And so, like, is the rule as strict as you think it is? Or is the rule to try to follow the rule? And in whatever way you can do that, right? right. So I think that's where you get the, the real essence of what the believer is about. Yeah, definitely. And and that's that's and like I was saying before we got sidetracked, I like that he he keeps having to push that line himself. He's like, okay, here I'll just switch helmets. Okay, here I'll take it off. I get because he has to try and like make that decision. And he's already had he's had examples as well of other Mandalorians early in the series. He's met the Night Owls. He knows like, oh wait, there's these guys are actually like true born Mandalorians and they take their helmets off. And that's okay. Like I don't like that's not my creed, but that's but that's okay with them. And he he's he made a certain amount of peace with that. Like he let the, he he didn't like at first he's like you guys are unbelievers. I'm out of here. But then by the end of the episode, he's like, no, good luck on your mission. I'm going on my mission. I good luck. He then he meets Boba Fett, who he meets without a helmet, and he's like, you know, you can't have this. And then he finds like, oh no, you're another fa- you're essentially you're the descendant of another foundling, and so and you you've removed your helmet. And you accept this too. So these are all things that are giving him throughout the story reasons to be like, okay, wait, what do I, like you said, questioning what he believes in and what, yeah. what that devotion calls for. Well, Kit, Kit nailed it when he called him orthodox, right? It's, it's a yeah. question of, and it's, it seems trite to re- compare a sci-fi TV show to people with orthodox religions in the real world. I understand that they're more personally held and important beliefs than a show, but science fiction and the point of science fiction is to challenge people to understand the world they're currently living in. And while that doesn't happen so often in star Wars, it does happen because you have episodes and instances written by different people who want to talk about different things. And so if you go back to what Kit was saying, he's an Orthodox child raised in an Orthodox family whatever type of family he was raised in. And he hasn't experienced challenges to his Orthodox view from people with his own quote unquote religion. Right. And so being able to, uh, tackle those personal feelings in himself and, and with input from people that are also Mandalorian, he's able to say, what do I truly believe in? I can't take off my helmet and therefore we have to storm this base or, I truly believe in the value of my mission, which is to protect Grogu because I was given a mission and therefore reinterpreting the, the 
uh, I don't know what you want to call it, but the the biblical hell, like the exact wording of of what the armorer says I have to do versus the interpretation of that so I can still accomplish my my moral goal is right. uh, are you are you fun yeah are you sticking true to like the spirit of of the the word or are you just being dogmatic and just saying no this yeah dogma is that's exactly. a good word yeah. dogma yeah are you sticking to that versus just like no it, this like i mean we're we're already drawing comparisons to religion but some people might say like oh you know the christian thing is is this is the party this is a republican party and we're christian and this is what we believe it's like no, but the spirit of the Bible, when you get down to it, is to be kind to others and do, that's, do good that's, works. I don't think you have to bring you... politics into it even to, to say even amongst multiple religious groups, yeah, right? You have uh, Christianity is split amongst, I think you said last episode, 40-something. <laughs> no, you said 14. I can quote 14 other Christian groups. And, right? and so we started talking about that last episode, and they really brought it home here, and I think we're gotten as deep as we can get, but like, do you believe the way uh, take the blood, the blood of Christ or whatever, right? Like in Catholicism, you truly believe that when you take communion, you are, you are taking the physical real manifestation of Jesus Christ in communion. Right. But you get down to uh, Episcopalians and other uh, Protestant religions. And it's kind of like, well, it's an interpretation of the of the original right we are reenacting and because of our belief of reenactment etc cetera, etc cetera. so you can you can march down the line from the most orthodox and catholicism not being the most most orthodox but a more orthodox interpretation of dogma all the way to you know sunday sunday church community church where it's about like the spirit of it. Let's talk about the five different things in the spirit of this religion. And that's just to take an, an example of Christianity that I know more about than others. Right. I know. Well, and, and to go back, Grogu is now part of his clan. They are right, a sure. clan of two. Yeah. And he has to do this to save Grogu. And, um, so he has to choose like, do I want to be, do I want to wear my helmet? and follow this rule or do i want to protect my clan and go save grogu yeah you have no choice beyond taking your helmet off for this scanner i really love that he tried to scan his helmet yeah yeah i loved it he's like maybe it'll work it's fine come on let's try it out it's imperial issue by the way i think i wouldn't trust mayfield yeah Yeah. right exactly fair enough too to be fair, you know, like in a in a more uh, modernizing interpretation of saying, well, we have to Star Trek does this all the time where like, oh, well, that was the technology when they made that originally in the 70s. So we need to up it because we already have that technology. And Star Wars does a great job of being like, no, no, no. It's still the same broken stuff you saw in the 70s. <laughs> so there's no like there's no like, you know, they don't have any uh, NFC chips in the in the uniforms where you could just scan yeah, your hand exactly or whatever, what right? like, like, oh no it would it pick up on the the, the rfid reader yeah right there's but no 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 we yeah. see the exact same microphone that was in star wars 4 inside the little <laughs> truck that they're driving you know what i mean they don't yeah. they don't that's great it's great that they don't uh do the it, and star trek is cool because they try to reinterpret technologies to push the idea of what is possible forward and all that sort of thing but it's cool that there's another option here where we say, no, 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 it's the same stuff. It's fine. 
Yeah. Uh, okay, cool. I think this is a top three episode for me. Wait, 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 wait. We cannot stop until we we get until we talk about the talk. The talk the message. Yeah, the, but before wait before we get there, the best I, part I, of the episode. I, I don't. I know what he's so. talking about. I want to. I want to get. I want to get there. Um, two, two, a couple different things. I love that they bring back the fact they want to point out Mayfeld's a sharpshooter. So he's like, give me that Tuscan, uh, give me that Tuscan rifle over there, and let me Boom. sharpshoot these tanks from here because that's yeah. what I am. I'm an Imperial sharpshooter. Th- like that, the, the like the thing one you learned about me is this. Bam, nails it, blows up the base. Interesting that he seems to have a a knack for getting sharpshooters on his side, right? Like, yeah. Anyway, which also, uh, now that we're talking about this, um, I didn't even think about this until then. But the like the PTSD kind of reminds me of um, uh, what was the what was the Bradley Cooper movie? Is it American Sniper? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That it uh, which which is a very good movie. Um, but that that kind of um, uh, Mayfield's. I mean, obviously, uh, they're shot from different. Uh, uh, Mayfield coming uh, being a a imperial uh, who who has lots of regrets, as opposed to um, uh, the 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 point of the character is totally different. But uh, I feel like they did kind of have very similar because um, there's a lot of stuff about about him uh, about Bradley Cooper's character having uh, regrets and uh, second thoughts and things like that. Uh, throughout that movie and having trouble having to reconcile those sorts of things. So I think that one of those reasons to watch that movie, if people haven't is because you get to see a lot of people think, Oh, well, if somebody has PTSD, they're perfectly, they're not, they're not functional. You can tell they have PTSD. And like that movie, it's easier to consume for a lot of people, a movie. And that movie proves like you can have PTSD and be completely functional. Like, and no one would ever know but you need to see it to understand it. And that's Bill Burr's character handles his emotions differently and behaves differently, but still has that same, he's wound up on the inside and you'll never know unless something triggers, you know, then that moment yeah. comes across the same. And that's a good reference for people. Good, good okay. call on that one. All right. I don't think I agree with you about this, so you should talk about it. Did Ken, did Ken have something else before we get to the end? No, do the um, end. <laughs> No, I was say the only other thing that I that I kind of thought was funny was that they have uh, when they had because you mentioned snipers too the uh, that uh, Fennec Shand she I get I get her sniping all those dudes but Cara Dune's a storm she she's a shock trooper with a giant assault rifle she's not like picking guys off like no no that's a, that's like essentially like a Gatling gun that she normally wields and now she's got this but it's all good that's just a random thought because I because I've been playing a lot of a tactics game lately. And so it's like I have my I have my snipers, I have my scouts, I have my my vanguard. You know, considering Here's that, considering that Caradun didn't really even need to be there, you could have just had Fennec doing all that. Like just, just to ignore ignore what you think. It's uh, uh, it was her contribution to that scene. Yeah, no worries. I was just I like I said I was. They should have given her a rocket launcher. That would have been the thing or to do. Machine gun or a machine gun. Yeah. yeah, just let it lay down cover fire. Yeah. All right. He's he's Giancarlo's shaking in his boots. I loved that scene because <laughs> that and you know what? JJ on the main pod is going to love that scene because that is a very, very Western it is. thing of like 
it makes no sense for me to give you warning, but because uh, I'm the good guy and I am, I'm, I'm going to tell you, I'm not only am I going to do this, I'm going to give you warning and I'm going to tell you exactly what I'm going to do. Here's, here's exactly what I'm going to do. And I love the way that he, he spun it around uh, using, using uh, Moff Gideon's words like, exactly to let him know that he's coming. Him, right. Yeah. Yeah. Like I'm, and that was such a cool Western moment where he's like, and I'm coming for you. I just want you to know I'm coming. Uh, <laughs> I don't dislike I it. I don't dislike it. I just thought, you know, you'd really want to have the element of surprise if you were these people. <laughs> that's all I thought. You would, but that's not in in Tombstone. Yes. When yeah, when he's when he when he shoots everybody at the train station and he lets Ike go and he's like you tell him I'm coming and I, and I'm and hell's coming with me. Like that's a very very western thing to do. Like there's no reason why he should let I go there except that he's like you go tell your boss I'm 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 a marshal now and I'm coming for you. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. I, I I didn't I didn't feel it at the time, but I like it more now that you have uh, vouched for it. Yeah, once you give some some subtext, which I was I'm the same way with Andy. I'm like unless you're on the ship, like yeah. don't tell him. Yeah. Like why would you do that? But then, like later on, other people kind of gave it that subtext because I that's that's even something I didn't catch right away. That it, like, oh, okay, I see what they're doing there. The fact that it is a it is a Western type thing to do. I'm like, okay, I get it now, and I and I'm more on board. But initially, I was just like, no, don't do it. Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, it doesn't make any sense. But it's a very like Western the John Madden. Wayne thing to do. Yeah, like yeah, like I'm the good guy. I'm coming. Yeah, just, it's just sits, so you know, sits with yeah. the theme. That's good. Yeah, it's good. Uh. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I, I espoused the uh, noon shoot standoff in uh, w- with Michael Bien, so I have to say then Ugh. that this was probably also good, right? If you're if we're trying to hit operational yeah. themes, we have to stick to it. So. Yeah, and that was that was a great since since I since I wasn't on that that uh, recording, that was a great scene too. Having the 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 very Wusha fight going on yeah. in the in the in the water garden having two uh, westerns well, and, and having the we- right and having the the western uh good guy bad guy high noon shootout yeah just on the other side of the door was so cool getting to see you know like the 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 two styles of interpretation of the of the 70s yeah. western right or the 50s through 70s when when they get when ahsoka and um doesn't matter. She's dead. Her, yeah, I, I can't remember what her name is, but uh, um, maybe something. Morgan Elspeth uh, <laughs> are just like watching each other, and they're like, they're like, all right, well, we're gonna fight, so uh, we're gonna we're gonna do the very cool thing of like taking off our robes and and our outer clothing because this is gonna get serious. Uh, I, I love that. That was so cool. Yeah, well sold for for that moment for sure. Yeah. Anything else about Mando before we transition here to not Mando? I didn't I, know that the next episode was uh, 60 minutes. That's pretty awesome. Is it? Because you're the one who said it. No? I don't know how long it's going to be. Uh, he said he thought it would be 90, 90 minutes. minutes. Yeah. Is it? Gotcha. But oh, to know. go back to the very beginning of our own pod, I will say I think I think if we do get the the – if we find out who the Jedi is going to be, it'll just be at the very, very end of the episode. If that, I cut. Okay, go ahead. Yeah. 
I would say I, I thought something maybe along the same lines, but I also have idea because I think I talked about it in the last pod that we did about like it, the last scene is like Thrawn turning around, but then because Andy said, "Oh, no one would really know who he is," but I'm like, oh, "But I would love it," and that's that's as far as I thought. Like, no, but I I'm happy with it. So I think like, uh, I think we're proven correct that Thrawn will not be showing up in the Mandalorian at this point, uh, given given other given announcements, some announcements uh, that came this past week. Uh, I don't see a length for chapter 16. So Okay, I thought I thought somebody said 60 minutes, and I'm like, that's would, a long episode, and I'm down. I would be down with down 60, and They would need 60 minutes if they're going to do more than him getting Grogu back, right? Like, given the rough estimate of how they do this show, you would need well, 37 minutes. He's got to get together the seven. He's yeah. got to get together well, the seven. It also could be a cliffhanger. I mean, they, it's not... Unlikely. I, I wouldn't put it past them. I wouldn't put it past them either. They're already in production, so... Mm. Yeah, I just don't see it. I, I think the, yeah. I think you're more right that it's a cliffhanger of there is a Jedi coming, but we're not going to tell people who it is, so there's no uh, I feel left out moment, right? I'm um, like cliffhangers of expectation as opposed to like actual like oh we're like will they survive? Yeah, like, no, Mm-mm. just more more so like oh they they just drop seeds for the next season. Yeah, like the, I, what I'm what I'm saying is is that it would if if so. Last season, the last two episodes it were really kind of like one episode with like the cliffhanger break in the middle so that you like what's going to happen next week. Yeah, I would not be surprised if that same structure was used this season, except that the last episode of the season was the, the first of those two episodes. And we're given like the next, you know, like what's going to happen and well, you're gonna have to tune in next fall. Okay, so that's it where not, it would not surprise me. I'm laying my yeah, chips. I'm laying my chips a different place, which is we we resolve. Oh man, there's just so much to resolve though. Like explaining everything about why why he needs Grogu. I maybe he doesn't get him back hmm. because like there's really no explanation of what a dark dark trooper is. There's no explanation of. I guess maybe you don't need an explanation of what a dark trooper is, but really like summoning that doctor again and saying, Hey, go get that doctor because we got Grogu back and then not explaining what these hybrids are that they're working on, how it connects to Thrawn. If it connects to Thrawn, there's a lot open ended there that if he were to just get the baby back, plus he's got the dark saber still. So, are we going to go get Katie Sackoff and like resolve all that in one episode? That seems like quite a lot. I don't know. I don't know about resolve. I think, I mean, I guess so to, to put, to put that my chips down in a certain way, I don't think we're going to have a two parter kind of scenario. I think, I think so. it's going to be more, we're going to, we're going to answer a good majority of questions, but then still leave like, like, um, like, Oh, but that just leaves more answers. Like, like how did he get the dark saber? Cause I just, I pull back to season one and they're like, Oh, Hey, yeah, they they survived, but then so did Gideon. So you have that like it's seeds to plant next time, and he's got the dark saber. How did that come about? That's the type of ending I expect is like some kind of like tune in next time for for new adventures with this stuff, as opposed to a Back to the Future Part Two, or sorry, Back to the Future Two, you know, to be concluded? Question mark, and then uh, like cutting it in half that way. I don't see that. I see more just the because I I just see them mirroring more of the previous season of being like we'll wrap it up for the most part and then have a little bit on this on the tail end 
Um, They'll have a lot more open threads in the end of last season, but I think I land on roughly where you're at. And then also we, a lot of those threads can then just be picked up in the Ahsoka show, which we'll talk about in a bit. Uh, Now. (laughs) I mean, I I didn't know if there's anything else anybody had to say about like, like, I don't think we need to explain dark troopers as far as the, when you said the hybrids, I think those are, that's just, I don't think we're going to, I hope we're not going to get a lot of that. Cause I feel that that's just kind of like, that's just there to explain. Oh, by the way, there were things always in the works to bring back the emperor. And this is one of those stop gaps. Oh, okay. Yeah. Cause like, I mean, the, I rewatched the, and in, I rewatched a bit of the uh, rise of Skywalker where he's like, Oh, you know, Snoke was just me. I've always been in your head as like, that's always been me. So Snoke is just a puppet, just like everyone else for the, for Palpatine. So, okay. So they're just trying to help Palpatine. Yeah, they're just trying to yeah, trying to find another because I think Snoke was just a, a genetically engineered Palpatine, thing for yeah. Palpatine to puppeteer. Yeah, okay. And that's what the, when I, when you see it in the tank, it looks like half Snoke, half Palpatine, mutate yeah. thing. Yeah. Okay. Here we go. Droid story, Rogue Squadron, <laughs> Lando, Visions, Rangers of the Republic, Bad Batch, Acolyte. Obi-Wan Kenobi and or Ahsoka. I would like to point out that almost fully half of these are named after a person and the other ones are not. Mm-hmm. Interesting strategy to make Star Wars shows based specifically on people. Do we want to talk at all about any of the other Lucasfilm centric stuff like Willow, Indiana Jones? I mean, they're exciting, but we, there's not much to know. Kit and I were no, looking no, no, this I mean, up earlier. Yeah, I, I think we should stick to just the Star Wars stuff. I mean, we yeah. can mention that they're making a Willow TV show. Like, I, I don't know, probably 10 episodes of a Willow sequel, I assume. They're making um, Indiana Jones. Five? Five. Yeah. And they're making a book that I don't know I don't know anything about this book but uh it's it's based on a book called Children of Blood and Bone. This so. is all yeah. Lucasfilm ver- parts of Disney Plus, right? Yeah. All this is Disney Plus. I I, yeah. I don't think I don't think it's all Indiana like, Jones is probably Indiana Jones in is a theatrical movie, right? Yeah. yeah. Probably. I don't think it's all like exclusive to Disney or it, it, it might be I don't know. Maybe they're going to do that simul or like the Mulan. Some of these are three years thing, away. They could wait. Thing. Yeah, yeah. But I, I, I don't think that this is necessarily all Disney plus exclusive stuff. Yeah. Like, I don't think, I think Rogue Squadron, they specifically said theaters and Rogue Squadron. I would I watch think. that in a theater. So, yeah. Give me, give me. Okay. What do you want to start with? Andor? we already know a lot about. It's Cassie and Andor previous to Rogue One. Yeah. So it sounds like a spy Spy show. show. I don't know. I was actually kind of kind of surprised that they didn't have more than just the concept art at this I point. Thought, that's right? been, that show's been around for, or they announced it a year or two ago, along with Obi Wan Kenobi. Yeah. So those were the I first two announced. I think get... even before the Mandalorian. Yeah. They said they were going to yeah. do these things. Maybe schedules have not worked out or something like that. Yeah. Maybe. But it's but, cool. I, you know, if I get to see uh, Cassie and Andor find and reprogram K2SO, it will all have been worth it. Well, I, I'm at least when they announced it before, they said that um, oh, Alan Tudyk, Alan Tudyk's coming back as yep. K2SO. So you're going to get we're going to get more K2SO. Yeah. So thank you for helping me out with that. <laughs> no worries. <laughs> 
It's always then, Alan Tudyk. I don't Tudyk. know. I mean, if like, it's a voice, just assume it's Alan Tudyk. Yeah. Um, and then for Kenobi, they announced that Hayden Christensen will be. That was the big announcement for me. For, yeah. I was like, his role is Darth Vader. I, I I assume that it'll be like flashback, internal memory type stuff, and that they won't actually. It, it doesn't make any sense for them to bring Hayden Christensen and back and put him into the suit. So I assume it'll be the the actual yeah. actor outside of the suit but i i don't know they could use him for a lot of the face stuff for when he takes his helmet off since he would still be younger yeah. during the uh, younger years of kenobi um it makes sense now that all those rumors about him doing lightsaber training people who thought he was going to end up in one of the movies recently and then we were like well we've seen him doing lightsaber training so what is he doing so now that this explains that i think yeah the um Sorry, I my wife had uh, taken me away for a moment. Are we kind of just gonna jump around in between, just giving out thoughts? Or are we gonna try and take it like boom and go through them in, in order? Or I just keep going through them in order. So we did Andor for a minute, and uh, I was just trying to start out with the stuff that we already yeah knew we about already know about. First. So it was Andor yeah. and Kenobi were the ones we knew anything about. Okay, and, yeah. So uh, then jumping back on the Kenobi thing, because uh, Andor, I'm like I'm on board. I don't yeah, know if you sure. guys watch the Sizzle Reel. Mm-hmm. It's pretty much like. Just, just give it to me. I'm ready. Like, just yeah, give most me more. of the sizzle reel was Rogue One footage. So to me, I was just kind of like, well, well, just show yeah. me real. Just show me the show. I, I, I'm already in. I like those characters to begin with. Like Ro- yeah. Rogue One is it would be my number one Star Wars movie uh, if you didn't have to take into account that Star Wars needs to exist to have Rogue One. So uh, yeah, it's just um, so good. Like it's such a. I don't know what happened to fix it because of all the problems they said they had, but like they created new characters that were interesting in the star Wars universe, which is always kind of a shot in the dark on, on what you're able to create and make people interested in and, and taking a non-white non-female actor and like putting that relationship in jeopardy with things around him, like a droid and morality and all this other stuff is a lot to hit people with in a side star Wars story. And they, they sold it instantly and I'll watch a show of that easily. Yeah. I'm curious too, like who, who do we bring in as some of our, like I, I'm cause of course we're going to have additional people. Like, are we going to get a little bit of Mon Mothma? Like, is he, is he high enough clearance to ever have a Mon Mothma scene? Yeah. Just I mean, because... he, he does. It seems like she knows who he is in rogue one. <clears throat> yeah. And so she like, calls him like, that. she's like captain Andor, like, come on, yeah. like, I know who you are. So easily that whatever that general's name was, the X-Wing commander in that movie, I'm sure they bring back for this because he seemed like he was somewhat in charge of of special ops or whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Um, although it seems like by by Rogue One, Andor is basically in charge of special ops. Um, yeah. There's a yeah. I there's mean, a lot of people I, I... you could drink. You could drag in there. Uh, you could recast Wedge, I guess. Because by then he would yeah. be in the alliance. You could, you could, you could create a Tycho Chelu character. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's but that's more for the Rogue Squadron, though, wouldn't it? He fights maybe- through. He fights. No, he deserts after the Death Star. I think so. Yes, you'd have to, you'd have to bring him in for Rogue One for Rogue Squadron, not for this. Yeah. Um, one I think he defects about- after the Death Star. Yeah, but I mean that's that's in that's in legends. That's legends. Just, yeah, you could just recreate yeah. him however you want. For now. For now. Yeah. 
<laughs> um, three years from now my google my google search history knows when i type tyc i want taiko cello <laughs> i've googled him enough for this it's, show that's fair <laughs> um andy you're more of a gamer am i wrong with the andor logo it that looks like the quake like sigil thing doesn't it yeah i don't know what I you mean, call it they, they definitely skinnied out the the uh phoenix for that that does yeah. look like the Quake logo quite a bit. Oh, the it, Quake, yeah. the Quake one goes a little askew. It's not straight down, right? Yeah, it's just um, one of these things where I'm like, like they looked like and Ebony was talking about this of how, like, from a certain point of view, like they kind of the they look a little bit rushed. Like, like let's just throw some, together some stuff, especially when you look at the Star Wars Visions one. Like, some of them are just kind of quickly like, well, do we got to get something up there to put on the big board? So let's do it. Well, the acol- I think that she's right about the acolyte and Visions for sure. Yeah. I think the other ones are thematic. Like Lando looks good. Droid story looks good. Rogue yeah, that Squadron ties back to the original. Yeah. Rogue Squadron looks great. Yeah. Uh, Ahsoka. We, okay. So Rangers of the Republic is rushed too, for sure. Um, okay. So we also knew previously about Bad Batch. Ooh, can we pause real quick? I want to jump back because we we talked about Kenobi, and I want to go on to that. Oh. Okay. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Sorry. So with Hayden, I so, okay, because I didn't watch the live stream. Some people reiterated what they heard, and like, oh yeah, it's supposed to be the rematch of the century. And I'm like, wait, so we're gonna have Kenobi like face off against Anakin? Like, is that the is that the intention there? Or I mean, but is this in a is this in a fever dream while he's on Tatooine? It's I don't see him I don't see him leaving Tatooine ever to go fight Anakin Vader. So it's like I it has to be either it has to be like I'm I'm expecting more flashbacks than I am like oh yeah like it's him taking on Darth Vader like no I don't and that's the thing too they say like oh he's reprising his role as Darth Vader that's rather specific verbiage it's not he's he's uh he's re, uh reprising his role as Anakin Skywalker I'm I'm very curious about that and how that's going to play out Personally, I'm a good with the version, which I thought about this when we mentioned Indiana Jones. I don't think the the adventures of young Indiana Jones are on Disney Plus, and I kind of want them to be right now because I want to watch those. Yeah. And but like that's what I was hoping for with Kenobi is him writing in his chronicles of like, oh, what did like I want to see how he met the Duchess Satine. I want to know what happened there because they've hint like we've had half of uh, Clone Wars to kind of learn about that and be like, okay. So he strayed from the path too. What happened there for him, and what? Why didn't he stray from the path? What put him in in that orbit? And also, I, I'm on, I'm on board for a young Anakin adventure, like him training Anakin. I'm also on board for adventures of him and Qui Gon Jinn. Like, just give me young Obi Wan doing shit. I'm I'm on board for days. Like, just <laughs> him writing down stories of like. And then this is time me and Quinlan Voss were on a training mission and we did awesome shit. Like, yeah. <laughs> I don't think you'll get that. If I'm honest, yeah, that's 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 fair, but it's still I won't. maybe one of Filoni's next projects. Yeah. It's interesting how much younger Ewan McGregor looks than Alec Guinness, and I mean, and the amount of time between the end of uh the first the th- the prequels, so the third movie and the fourth movie is not a lot of time. To I turn has two sons. Years. What's Tatooine that? has Nin- two sons. Oh, so it's, he bleached his nine- hair. <laughs> so Luke's born at the at the very end of Revenge of the Sith, right? And it's nineteen years from Revenge of the Sith to uh, Luke and because uh, Luke and Leia are nineteen, yeah. And I guess Ezra, 
So uh, it's 19 years to A New Hope. From so you, Revenge of the Sith to A New Hope. You'd think they'd have tried to make him look a little older, or we're going to see why he looks so old by the end of it. You know what I mean? Like what? Who's sons? That's well, this could just be set like planet. midway. This could be set midway. He doesn't. It's true. He's not. He's not. Uh, he doesn't look as old as I think as Alec Ken, Guinness did in A New Hope. I yet, think Ken, but, you gotta you gotta assume he left that planet, and that towards the end of that that time, he had to stick around and make sure that Luke was safe. But but he probably left Tatooine in twenty years. Did he? I mean, the, his his entire mission, even when we see him in Rebels. His entire mission is to protect Luke Skywalker. That's that's his sole purpose for existing at this point is is to make sure that no harm comes to him. Not train him because that's not what Owen wants. Because that's that would be a horrible idea just to train him, morons. But that the he's there to protect him. So it's like I see that's his sole thing. And apparently standing out in in two suns, being bleached by it, not being protected by the nice Beskar Mandalorian helmet that Bo-Katan has. <laughs> That thing's got AC. It's like she's got UV protection in there. She's she's living that, that nice life yeah. with that armor. That's that armor must have out. lotion in it or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's got an atmosphere in there, so uh, she, it's, it's, it keeps her. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. high moisture he's, content. He, he's living in the desert on a planet with two suns. <laughs> I expect that's why he's so gray. He's just like, ugh, I'm just tired and I stink. This is not fun. Riding Banthas everywhere will b- do your back in, I think. Yeah. Bad Batch. Uh, we already knew everything about this, right? We knew some. We didn't know that apparently Fennec Shand showed up in the Bad Batch. That's some awesome stuff right there. Yeah. That to me is like, that's a fun little like, oh shit, okay, so hypothetically, more opportunities for her to meet Boba Fett to be like, oh hey, later on if, I ever, if I'm ever shot in the desert, please try and he- Turn me into me a up. robot. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, a cyborg. She's she's still human in parts, maybe. Okay. Uh, and this it, certainly it would be cool to see looks... and use other boat like uh, bounty hunters in this point in time, right? Yeah. Do we think this is this is uh, what were you going to say, Kit? Because I was wondering if this looks like it's going to take place after Order sixty six. This it certainly looks like it takes place after Order sixty six to me, which was what I was going to say is that. Uh... We're gonna get a little bit of what you we, you were we were talking about earlier that you wanted to know what happened to the clones. It looks like at least, um, at least these guys are are still in the employ of the Empire after yeah. After at Empire least for Day. now, right? Yeah. Maybe they try and hunt yeah. down Rex. Possibly. Possibly. I know. Uh, one other thing too that I should have mentioned earlier is we do find we do know that from other comics that. Many some clone troopers because of their ability, one their ability to follow orders, but also their skill, they became the purge troopers. Some of them, that's like, true. They were yeah. because they're so well trained. Yeah. Um, but we know, yeah, we do know that this is going to take place after Order sixty six. Um, we may see what happens to them during Order sixty six. Like, were they on a mission? Were they with a Jedi? We don't know any of that. They worked mostly without them, but they we do know that they they could have been on a mission. Um. Also, we uh, I was watching a video of people saying like, oh, what do we want to see? Someone mentioned Quinlan Voss because he survived in so many iterations. <laughs> it's just because he looks like be... one of the Bad Bash characters. That's the only reason someone said that. I'm okay with that. I'm still okay. 
Have we not? Have we have we we should just put a like a, like that's a pin at the top of the thing. Ken is okay. Ken, with more Ken Quinlan would Voss. put Quinlan Voss in anything or everything. Most things. I understand. He doesn't need to be. Yeah. Well, I don't know. He doesn't need. He he won't be in the acolyte. But we'll talk about okay, that. Okay, so let's move to the acolyte because I'm wondering if this is where our our quote from last week comes back. Is this where Sam Whitworth shows up? I hope so. No, um, so the acolyte is actually set during the the the, the, the towards the the High Republic era. So okay. for those that are very, they're just kind of getting into some Star Wars stuff, it's last San Diego Comic Con they announced that one of their big pushes in new media for Star Wars was going to be the High Republic era, which is essentially kind of like the old Republic in style. In that you're going, it's kind of set, you know, thousands of years before the Skywalker saga, and more of a enlightened era of Jedi and and ideas of that nature. And instead of calling it just Old Republic, it's now the High Republic, and it's supposed to be this kind of this very pre pre Republic era, like it's kind of thing. It's it's set far far in the future, or sorry, in the past. Um, okay. So that's what the High Republic is, and Acolyte's supposed to be one of those stories. And we're about to get a bunch of novels and kids' novels and, and things of that nature, comics and Clearly stuff. Clearly, it's something about a Sith, right? That's the idea. Is that are is the Acolyte supposedly going to be a Sith that the High Republic's trying to find? Because in this time period, the Sith are all but extinct. Yeah, Korriban has been belief. destroyed, right? By then? Yeah. And so, uh, I would believe so. Because Old again, Republic is is Korriban is still a thing, right? But again, this is we we can't really infer too much from legends into this. Just that it's kind of the time period in which it's set, so to speak. Well, that game is still going, so that's got to be canon. No, the online game, <laughs> the online game from yeah. many years ago, from Bioware from a decade ago. Yeah, yeah, it's still online. Yeah, it's still working. But I haven't. I haven't heard anything that proves to me that Sam Witwer can't be in the Acolyte. Can't. I'm just saying <laughs> Starkiller needs I, a beta version. I'm I we need to keep Starkiller for Mandalorian season three or Ahsoka Tano. Although I think it I don't know, I I'd be more good with Bad Batch era. I think he's a he's a better fit there if we're going with the with kind of the um Inquisitor angle. That's kind of where that would be built in. Fair. Um but that's just because I'm, 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 and I'm pulling too much. I'll be clear though, too. I'm pulling from the previous iteration of him of knowing that he's in this era, and also that Dave Filoni at one point wanted to bring him into Rebels. So part of the again, he's gonna get in here somewhere. Yeah, I so hope so. He will. <laughs> Don't worry. We we called it. We we called it. Just like Razorcrest, we got this. Yeah. <laughs> Sam, Sam Whitwer, if you're listening to Carbon Scoring right now, know that we are campaigning we for you. Got you your back. <laughs> <laughs> Rangers of the Republic. I, it's, Does Dave I'm Filoni have to act a lot more? Is that what we're saying? I'm so hoping for more uh, Carson, Captain Carson Teva. I need him so much more. Um, <laughs> other than that, like I'm, I'm not. I'm, I'm on board. It, it's very little known. It's kind of like, well, we have Rogue Squadron, and we're gonna. But I mean, I guess there are different time periods, so there's that. It seems. I, see, I, I was thinking more, more like the Cara Dune, like not not pilots, but more like, uh, uh, on the ground. I was thinking more of that, like the Cobb Cobb Vanth marshals of the world and what they're doing around the the 
New Republic to try and keep. Oh, I was keep thinking order. of like special forces type oh, stuff, but like I, Rangers, I, I mean, I don't, got I don't it. Know. Yeah, yeah, sure. Right. Yeah, I'm good with both. But the thing is, you're gonna have a character who's gonna gonna kind of you know bridge between worlds. Let's let's just so Captain Carson Teva is the <laughs> Agent Coulson of the New Republic. He's the Agent Coulson who's just gonna be like, I'm over here to help you. I'm over here to help you until I get my own show over here. Let's do this. Yeah, I mean, they've given you the impression though that if this is in the same time period as the Mandalorian, that this thing's held together with shoestrings and bubble gum, and it's not really going well. Um, so I wonder where this ends up set. What you know in terms of time? I believe it's set. I think that then that's the reason where when I showed shared the image this the second one, it's set at the same time as Mando and Ahsoka. They're okay. all. Con- timeline concurrent stories to my knowledge but yeah i i'm 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 on board for all of, all of that like everything we talked about star wars visions might be what you get uh when you were asking for kenobi's visions of the past uh, no. and the future no what no, is it star wars visions is a look at star wars from an anime aspect so anime Jap- uh japanese animation studios are taking uh to make ra- to producing star wars stories with a eastern infusion let's say i guess that's the best way to put it but that's what star wars visions is which is something i didn't find out till later on oh i thought it was actually like the what if star wars because star there was a star wars visionaries book for a little bit where it's essentially kind of like what if designs and kind of reinterpretations and like oh what could this be but this one is supposed to be um kind of anime like like studio like toei animation studios doing their feel on star wars which i'm on board if it's like a kind of an anthology thing like think of i think of stuff like uh the animatrix or yeah there was a batman there was a batman one they did as well i want to say legends of the dark knight but i don't think that was the name of it but there was a batman like direct to dvd thing that had like three or four anime-esque batman stories shadow of the bat I don't know. There's so many Batman titles, but that's what that's what Visions is supposed to be is kind of a look at it through this lens, which I'm on board because like we've we've talked about it here. People have recut the Star Wars um, Galaxy of Adventures as an anime intro, and it looks friggin phenomenal because I love those. So I'm on board. Nice. Uh, The Mandalorian. What's that? I'm sorry. It's on the list. The Mandalorian. (laughs) That's season three. <laughs> I just, like, just go through the list, man. It's on here. All right, all right. I was just, I, I was, yes. Uh, the Mandalorian is the next one, season three. I'm still on board. Uh, there's nothing. There's really nothing here that I'm not on board for. So I should stop saying that. Um, I think some of these even, might not be uh, proven winners out the gate. Right? We're gonna have to sit with it. Like, I already know who's involved in Andor. We're good to go. But like. Mm-hmm. Rangers of the Republic, I might need some convincing. I mean, I if the this is a lot of this is a yeah. lot of media. I mean, like people are not going to be able to keep up. Some people are going to have to pick. This is years worth of stuff. This is not that yeah. much. This is not. Stuff. This is yeah. like this is like two TV shows and a movie a year, or a movie every other year, and like two TV shows a year. It's not okay. So this is ranging out. This for... is not one year's worth of stuff. This is like because. Yeah. Yeah, uh, this is years worth of content what that their they're plans yeah. are announcing. Yeah, Lando. yeah, like this is going into twenty twenty. Yeah, uh, Lando. They haven't said who, if it's going to have Billy D. If it's going to have uh, 
Donald Glover. They haven't had said what's up there, just that there's going to be a Lando series, which I'm, I like Lando, so I'm on board. I just, I, I'm hopefully it's, I, I it's funny because I'm always pulling back to that young Indiana Jones series. And I'm like, just have this person telling stories about this person's adventures go. Yeah. I hadn't even considered that they might go with Billy D. I just assumed that they would have, but I just assumed that they were going to get Donald Glover and have him have adventures and whatnot. I had that assumption as well. So. Um, I think Billy D suffers from the same Han Solo, uh, Harrison Ford treatment of, I don't know how much work they're going to be putting in on a, you know, a daily basis although, to make a show. Yeah. Although it could be kind of cool if they got them both and they could yeah, have sure, like Billy D do the intros to the episodes and be like, I remember back, you know, yeah. Send him a, send him a script and have him read it. Whatever it is, the mind harp of Sharu or, or yeah. whatever. And it's great. <laughs> then you cut right to the action that has Donald Glover. It's always Donald Glover midway through like some sort of escape <laughs> because something's going horribly wrong. Yeah. And then the that season cool. finale is Harrison Ford going, that's not how that happened. Ah. You're bringing, you bringing uh, Eldon Aaron Wright in an episode for him. He's like, so me and Chewie were there and we saw this. And then you get boom. If Alden Ehrenreich is able to make it back into something as Han Solo, I would be very, very happy. I just feel like he did not get a fair shake at all. He did such a I good job. I thought he did a fine job. Yeah, he did a I good thought... job. Like, yeah. not a fine job, a good job. I believed every second of it. Uh, I, I enjoyed him more once Chewie showed up. Okay, That's... sure. But, like, you're not... He doesn't have that great an origin story. It was just like, I was a street rat. And you're like, okay, moving on. Like, like we get it. <laughs> It, it's it's definitely due for a rewatch. I'll say that. I'll, I'll I'll need to give it. I need not give it another chance, but I need to go back and refresh on it. It's be better like, oh, than wait. you think. I think. Okay. In my opinion, Droid Story sounds like it looks like it's about our favorite duo. Yeah. So so I'm forget where I heard this. It's supposed to be there's a new droid, but it's also they're being guided by the R2 and C3PO. Like it's 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 going to be a new droid story it's a i think a kid a kid show ish type thing which i'm fine with i mean isn't that one yeah. of the mo- some some of the at least two of these are movies i thought well i think rogue squadron and maybe visions oh no i mean visions would be a movie in that the animatrix is a movie but i yeah. mean do we count that i don't I know i guess i don't know because they said two of these were movies so i know it's rogue squadron I don't yeah. know what the other one was, but we'll talk about Rogue is Lando Squadron. a series or is Lando a movie? Lando's a series. Okay. I believe Rogue Squadron is Patty Jenkins directing a, what she assumes to be a Top Gun-esque type movie. Yeah. Yep. And I am so excited for that. I'll, I'll watch that. I, yeah. It's on my, it's on my phone calendar already. <laughs> <laughs> Christmas That's three great. years from now. That's great. I hope. Is it 2023? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Well, I mean, come on. You got to assume no. at this point, people are just kind of like, kind of like, why even bother going into production? Just wait. Well, yeah. and the next, the next, when they, after Rise of Skywalker, they said that the next Star Wars movie wasn't going to come out until 2022. And then because of COVID, everything got bumped back a year. And from their, their plan now is for, I guess, I don't know, Lucasfilm phase two i guess i don't know if 
that's what it's called or whatever. But the plan is now for a movie every other year. So like there will be instead of a movie at Christmas time every year, they're going to put out a movie in 2023 at Christmas time and then a movie in 2025 and then a movie in 2027 uh, for the for the foreseeable future instead of trying to pump one out every year. Okay. And better, and having having be. more of the content shift to uh, Disney, Disney Plus. Plus. That makes sense. Yeah, yeah I'm way um, on board for that. Because then you got the people that are insatiable, satisfied by something they can do at home, even, you know? Right. And you can really pump money into, like, okay, two years from now, you're getting a movie called Rogue Squadron. And people are like, what? But then you get enough advertising out there and they'll go see it. Uh, I It's interesting to me, knowing that that's the movie... That that does not have the a Star Wars story treatment. It just is Star Wars Rogue Squadron. It's not Rogue Squadron, a Star Wars story. God, that logo is good though. Yeah. Okay, and yeah, I do like uh, that logo. last things well, last, I'm... Ahsoka. Looks to me like. The the uh, thing from Rebels behind her name there. Anybody else catching yeah. that? Yep, it's the like the. I was trying to think. There was a name for it. I thought in the show, but now I can't remember it. But yeah, it's like the the, the Nexus or the Gateway. I don't know what to call it. Welcome to Gate Crashers, oh, a podcast. Lord, I didn't about... even I didn't even see that. I hope that that's not what that is. You that, were talking about the time travel stuff. It sure looks like the time travel. Man, matrix. I hope that that's not what that is. Well, I mean, it's it doesn't necessarily need to be. The, I mean, it could also be taken. Yes, it, I mean, it is a reference to that. I think because she was, she was affected by that. But also, it could be the, like, it also a nod to the uh, Jedi Fallen Order symbol where you where you touch down. Oh um, yeah, the meditation you, circle. It yeah, does look like the circle. Fallen Order meditation circle too. Yeah, so I don't think we necessarily oh. need to have adventures through time. I just think we it's just a cool iconography that they can use right now. Who's going to play I, I really I don't think it's going to Yeah. I hope I hope so because like honestly that was my fa- my my least favorite part of Rebels and I hope that they never speak of the time travel tubes ever again. Well they have to speak of the that... time travel tubes because otherwise Ahsoka wouldn't exist. She wouldn't have survived? Yeah. You mean? She would. She would have been killed. No, they can. No, they don't. They. If we never bring up the time travel tubes ever again, it. It. People. She's. They didn't have to explain the time travel tubes to get her into the Mandalorian. Uh, if you've watched Rebels, the, her. Her. And I'm doing air quotes here. Death came in Rebels, and her rebirth came in Rebels. So if you didn't watch Rebels. All you know is is that Ahsoka was in Clone Wars, and then she showed up in the Mandalorian. So hey. you don't need to explain it. You unfortunately for you, we buddy, never need to talk about it again. Unfortunately <laughs> for you, they've already brought up Thrawn, and my dark horse candidate of Cal Kestis is currently losing to Ezra being the Jedi that shows up. So you're gonna need to watch well, Rebels, right, but probably. We right, but we no, no, and you can. But I'm just saying, if we never bring it up ever again <laughs> after that one episode of Rebels, that it's I mean it's already there. But if we never bring it up again. That's fine with me because I think that that's a that's a Pandora's box that you don't want to open up. You don't want people tr- going around changing, retconning stuff, yeah. changing stuff in the past, traveling through time travel tubes. As soon as they did that episode, I'm like, oh, this is a bad idea. If they're gonna keep, if they're ever gonna come up with this well, again, they and also this destroyed is not just a it. one-time thing to get 
get get out of the the Ahsoka, and I'm doing air quotes here, death, because I never I never thought that she was dead because she was clearly like walking downstairs at the end of that episode. Exactly. Uh, and so I didn't think that they even needed to do that. But, but see, that, clearly that doesn't somebody track. thought that, that they needed to. That has always bothered me because he pulls her into the thing. So who walked down the stairs? She did because he dropped. So essentially it just it, it just stops that fight because otherwise Vader's never going to. If if he's facing Ahsoka, he's not going to stop and give up until she's dead. Oh, so then he so, just drops her back there after Vader's gone. That's what I figured. Yeah. Lame. That he pulled her out of that moment so that she could survive the fight and then to be you know, go on her path later on down the road. All right. That's what I always figured, because like I said, in the original episode, you just see her walking away, which means I I figured before we had that, the whole time tunnel thing that, oh, some ground fell in between them and they're separated. So they just, I don't know. It, it felt like an odd thing. Plus, it, I think it was, it was to a certain degree, it was just to give, if give Ezra a, an emotional force moment to be like, oh, I can learn more about my parents or I can continue down the path I am with my new family. And he, that was him saying goodbye to like, Oh, I'm giving up on this chance to find my parents so that I can help my new family. And that was that emotional turn within that episode of him deciding I have to go this way. And that's that. And then also I'm pretty sure that the monument and everything that was involved was destroyed within the quakes and whatnot that happened. Yeah. But the point of the monument was that it was only one, way to get in there was like tons of other ways to get in right and so if this is a whole show about her using that nexus to try and get around places we're going to be in trouble i i don't think it is i think it's just i think it was that the thing too is like it wasn't it was only accessible like that's why palpatine needed ezra is because ezra was able to access it oh and that's because palpatine didn't have the what kind of wherewithal to do it himself did they not learn anything from stargate what kind of gate system has one gate i mean (laughs) A, a fence gate. Your fence only has one access point to it. <laughs> a fence gate. Yes, yeah. that's true. Okay, so um, so Cameron Monaghan is in a show, an un, an announced show called Wake, where he plays another character named Cal. Are you using IMDb as a reference mm, point? I am. Do you do? Have we not seen the folly of such things? I absolutely have, and it's totally not <laughs> going to be Cal Kestis. But if I keep That's saying okay. it on a podcast, we're going to get Sam Witwer and Cal Kestis brought back somehow. Okay. You're 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 pulling for Cal. I'm pulling for Quinlan. We all have our 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 dark horses. We want to. Kit needs a separate dark horse though, because we're all on board with bringing back the Star Killer. Yeah, no, his that we're all on board for that. So his his dark horse is the Kit Fisto series that that he's pulling. <laughs> oh man, Come exactly. On, man. Now that now that Rogue guess... Squadron, now that Rogue Squadron is, I just want to address this. I'm so happy that they that they're doing this movie and uh, that they got uh, a great director to do this movie because I was really worried for a long time because nobody ever talked about Rogue Squadron. It seemed to have disappeared uh, when they came out with. The, the video Alphabet game squadron yeah they, they they would always call it something else even though rogue squadron would make sense uh i was afraid that they were just gonna for whatever reason not ever Return. talk about rogue squadron yeah and uh i am so glad that this is going to be an actual in the movie theater movie uh with a great director bringing this uh to the to the big screen i am so so happy yeah, I just I haven't seen yet 
whether or not they're going to bring back the novel situation here or if they're going to try and do their own thing. I would really uh, hope they go I get think that like they've Aaron said Alston that it's not or... going to. I think that they've, they've said that they aren't um, that, that. Well, OK, so um, Aaron, I, I believe Aaron Alston is uh, has passed away. Um, I think that he passed away a few years ago. Oh, OK. Um, Michael Stackpole. I yeah, believe, is Michael still, Stackpole would be great. Yeah, I believe yeah. he's still alive. Um, but uh, Aaron Alston, I'm pretty sure, uh, passed away. I mean, if you grab um, Aaron, uh, Michael Stackpole and say write a Rogue Squadron movie that Patty Jenkins wants to direct. Yeah. Uh, I'll watch it twice. I don't even care. <laughs> I, well, he, he already uh, he already there, there's a, if you go to her her Twitter feed her her twitter page uh I, I don't know what do you call that her her twitter uh he's got uh yeah he he he's already like congratulated her um that's on her her twitter thing so she knows who so, he is that's good yeah um but my understanding <laughs> is that, that they've said somebody official has said that this is not going to be that they're going to redo it that it's 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 called rogue squadron i'm sure that some of the characters will probably have the same names and stuff but they're not going to just like take the books uh and just make them into a movie do you think they make kind the, of a new story do you think they make the assumption that more people have played the games than read the books and so they they uh somehow i don't know how you take influence from those games they're really not story driven games as much as they are arcade shooters yeah I mean, I, I i would i would think as as well and that's that's that just gives them more fertile ground to go wherever they need to that's true. God, because there's stack not pulls that, involved. Like, that would be cool. <laughs> On a side note, the they do mention that there's two movies coming out: the Rogue Squadron. The other one is an untitled Taika Watiki movie. A Taika Watiki. Oh, that's movie. right. Yeah. Oh, so it's not there's, on the list. Yes, Taika's got a movie. It's yeah. not Taika's on the list, got yeah. a movie. Taika's got a movie. Yeah. Which is explains why he hasn't directed any of the Mandalorian recently. <laughs> yeah. So he, there's hey, something well, there, but it's he directed the best episode of the Mandalorian. <laughs> So far. Well, and he's also working. On, he's still working on Thor, right? Yeah. The next yeah, Thor, Thor uh, still, Love yeah. and Thunder. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which just got Christian Bale. Yeah. As, as the God Slayer. That's interesting. Like, okay. So voiceover, just VO for that. No like, motion capture, uh, we'll right? You can do motion capture. Oh, that's true. Yeah. He can do motion capture. That's got, that Wait, no, stuff's got God Slayer or God Butcher. God Butcher. It's the God Butcher. So he's not like huge. He's like if he's the one I'm thinking of, which I mean, there's he's got so many a tail things in my head. And yeah, hook. well, he's like this is this black amorphous. No, thing. no, 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 no. He looks like a lizard. Okay, then I'm thinking of a different character because it's all good. It's uh, so. Anyways, carry on. I didn't mean to interrupt. No, Gore the God Butcher, the one with the the Leku. Leku. <laughs> <laughs> He's got like a tail. Well, make sure they're long enough, otherwise the the nerds uh, will, someone will be upset. starting up right. Yeah. yeah. All right. Oh, well, okay. I, think... I okay. I I know who he is now. I'm seeing him. I think that's enough for today. We all got. Well, no, we don't all. Yeah, we do. We all have some version of kiddos to go take care of. <laughs> some of us have cats, <laughs> and some of us have kids. It's all good. Thanks for hanging out with me. I have one. So to wait, wait. Before we go, wait. So before we go, so we are, I don't know when this is getting posted. We are recording this before the final episode of season two. What, what is that? Friday. Eight? Sixteen? Yeah, eight. Uh, chapter 16. Whatever, whatever. Yeah. Oh, the, uh, yeah. Before that comes out. So 
we have to we have to uh, make our prediction who the Jedi is who will answer. I'm I'm assuming. I think that we all assume that there's going to be a Jedi who answers the call. Does it happen this um, season, though? I don't know that they answer who it is by the end of this season. I even, think they even should... if it doesn't, I think we should. I think we should make our guesses. I'm guessing Yaddle. <laughs> okay, I mean it's a good guess, right? Like they don't technically have to say that she's dead, right? We yeah, technically, like I was doing this because I again I I was talking about listening to another podcast. There's so like like oh yeah, no, she died. Oh no, it's the Kevin Smith one, the one with uh, Mark Bernardin. Batman. No, um, Fat Man Beyond. Fat Man Beyond, which is the evolution of Fat Man on Batman. Um, they were there. They're doing. They're still doing their shows online. And their sound engineer is a pretty, pretty big Star Wars guy. But he's like, oh yeah, she died on. She died off camera in a comic book. And he's still pulling from, as many Star Wars fans still do. He's pulling from Legends. And she never in canon. We never see her death. We never she just kind of disappears into the ether because she steps down from the council. Um, and I believe still in canon is that Shakti takes her seat. And so we never we never find out her supposed. I mean, we just kind of take for granted that most of the Jedi die. So we don't know what are those what those individual outcomes are. Just like we know, like we, technically speaking, most people don't know that Jocasta knew the Jedi librarian lived past Order 66. And she did? so, yeah, she, she I get out of the library. In, uh, she was actually initially off world at the time of Order sixty six, uh, and when she, she returns because she because she needs wants to protect the archives, and that actually takes place in the second Darth Vader series, which is very good, highly recommend it. Um, but yeah, so like that's that's the type of stuff where it's like, oh, we we don't see these people die, and so they that hypothetically like like everyone's saying with Mace Windu, where I which, I mean, I think it's just the fanfare around. Um, Samuel Jackson, which I get, but I'm also like kind of like he's likely didn't like we never saw hide nor hair of him. No, like there's not even comic book uh, like oh what if this he lived? They don't even have that to play off of. At least there's other characters who have a better chance, more likelihood. I mean I I mean I wouldn't be, I mean he's in he's in bed with Disney, so I can certainly see him take off an eye patch for Nick Fury, walk across the lot, and put put a different one back on for for Mace or something. He know. puts it over the other side. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Now I'm Mace. This is the uh, eye that Mace lost. This is the eye that Nick Fury lost. Get All right. Together. So, so Kit said Yaddle. You've talked a lot, but you haven't said who you think it is. Uh, I haven't. And I'm okay, hold of... on. I got a thing that I, you can think about it for a second. Kit, you should play more of Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order because Grease Drydus, aka Grease from Fallen Order, at one point asks seer uh if they were rebuilding the order did they have anyone specific in mind he had heard on laturion of tales of a legendary green pointy-eared jedi junda asked if he was speaking about master yoda and grease responded he was talking about someone named yaddle so according to fallen order yaddle is still alive well again in that, in to, to keep this in context, he doesn't say when he spoke of them, when he had heard about them. It's it's in the game, but he didn't say like, "Oh, I saw them. I saw them after the purge." He's just saying like, "Oh, I remember hearing about this person one time." He doesn't say when, and he didn't even see them. He just hears about them secondhand. So there is that. Trust me, I looked at the same Wikipedia article because I was very curious, trying to find out what the final, the final story was for Yaddle. 
but he does mention Yaddle. But he it doesn't Yaddle. It mentions Yaddle, but it doesn't give you a time time frame. So it could be take it could be referencing a time period before the purge. I'm just saying. I still think it's possible that Yaddle's the one that got the kid out. I could be Yaddle's kid for we know, for all we know. <laughs> That's likely one of the better options out there. Considering, I mean, I mean, not that the world everyone has to be connected in the world, but we only know of two of this species prior to this, and they're do vows they're... do vows of chastity mean nothing to you, Ken? Yeah, Yaddle should <laughs> Actually, not have had children. I'm and I'm pulling from legends here as as I always speak of, but Kiadi Mundi was allowed to have kids because he his race was so uh, endangered. He was they were such a, 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 a they had such a low birth rate that Kiadi Mundi was allowed to sire children. It's true. Yaddle could have gotten that special dispensation as well because we haven't. It's not like we've seen a lot of whatever Yoda's species is. Maybe there's a lot of uh, rules the Jedi had that shouldn't have been made. Maybe that's a or reason everyone says there's rules that the Jedi made that they should have followed. Uh, orthodoxy. We're back to if, the beginning of the podcast. Said, right. <laughs> because if they had followed the rule and not trained Anakin, then he would not have been. Now, he would have still been a super powerful guy who already sort of was natural with the force running around without any training, which I can argue uh, could be more dangerous. But he certainly would not have been in a position to cut off Mace Windu's arm and stop him from stopping the emperor. one would think right if he had not been trained at all and he became a problem that the jedi could have taken him out at any point in time if they needed to because he wouldn't have known what he was doing potentially yeah i'm not i'm not sure what they would have done because like they clearly like they they mentioned that they always try and grab him when they're like you know like ah- ahsoka was a toddler when she got taken and whatnot so they try to get him early but they never say and then and then they say to anakin when he's like i don't know eight that no, he's you're too, too old, old. Right, but what happens to them if you find somebody? Because I, I can see that there would be a lot of danger inherent with that of him having those powers. Not even not even an Anakin level uh, force user, but just somebody who had a lot of force powers. Like I could see that being problematic. And what I'm I'm curious as to what they would like. Did they did they put you on a list and just kind of keep <laughs> keep an eye on you? Like, do you have to go to? Uh, uh, a different school. Get your where, force inhibitor chip. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, what? How do they? What happens to people who are force sensitive? My guess would be that they forcibly cut them off from the force. I mean, you're inferring quite a bit. That's like we we've we've seen. I other literally Jedi's. said my guess would be. Fair enough. Um, like we've seen other Jedi's who leave the order for whatever reason, yep. and. At least two in canon, we can think of Count Dooku who decided to leave because personal reasons, and he and he took a he took up a, a leadership role on his on his home planet. And there's a Jedi who felt that his 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 training was more towards the um, physical battle, and he's like, no, that's not what I that's not what we should be. I shouldn't be a battle master for the Jedi. I should be doing other things. And he departs, in the, and this is in the new comics. So it's like I think depending on their level. There's, I mean, there's a whole lot of what ifs of what happens to Anakin. Like, if he's not picked up by the, by Qui Gon Jinn, then does Emperor Palpatine, who hypothetically sired him, just uh, we're go not, back and go? Like, no, oh. we don't have time for this today. <laughs> I'm just saying, does he go back and grab him and just be like, okay? Because do if if the if Mace doesn't see Anakin as a Jedi Master or Jedi, I shouldn't say Jedi Master because he's not. But if he doesn't see him as a Jedi, if he's introduced him right away as a as like, oh, I don't know who you are. You're an X Factor. I need to stop you. Does he then do a better job of do the rest of the Jedi when presented with this? 
fully grown hypothetical Sith, just like Maul, do they just go, nope, you're a bad guy, stop you? If they're not swayed by like, oh no, we've raised him to be a good guy. Hmm. Who's your pick? I didn't give one because <laughs> I, I don't. Um, I guess if I had, if, oh man. Okay, I'm going Cal you... Kestis for one reason. Mm-hmm. And it's because they wouldn't have to really explain who he is. I mean, in, if it's in the Yaddle, really... they have to explain it's not Yoda. If it's Ezra, they have to explain who Ezra is for sure. Same thing for Cal. No, they don't. Why? I don't think that they'd have to explain who Ezra is. They didn't explain who Ahsoka is. They could just have him be like, here's a Jedi Knight named Ezra. Ezra, Ezra mm-hmm. Bridger. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't think, I don't think explanation, because just like, again, just the amount of explanation we got for Ahsoka, there's not necessarily any, any explanation you have to give any time. Yeah, that's true. Good point. I made that point before that they did a good job of not having to drag you into Ahsoka's backstory at all. I just feel like if you've got Ahsoka and Thrawn and Ezra and you just like start adding all this stuff from Rebels up. <sighs> it's the, yeah, it's the, the Ahsoka show. Yeah. That's, and that's the thing is that that's where I think I, I feel like Ezra's over in the Ahsoka show. Yeah. So, so unless um, they're going to drag the baby over there, it can't be. Ezra. Yeah. Which I don't, I, I don't feel that coming. I feel that, I feel like uh, Grogu would stay on the Mandalorian. So I do. I do say Cal for for real reasons, which is the only real game they have other than Battlefront out there right now for Star Wars is Fallen Order, and it was huge. And they're making another one, and so the idea of him still being around and explaining that he made it all the way through the war somehow could then lead them to say, "Oh, well, he did." go out and help and find other Jedi during that time. And so I'm going to take this kid to my Jedi school and then you can have the rest of the Mandalorian show to do whatever. And so people know like, okay, well the next couple games are Cal Kestis's story from how he gets from that to the Mandalorian. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's the thing is like at the end of that is him saying like, essentially, I mean, uh, I can't talk about it too much without spoilers. Um, but I mean, obviously, we we the way we're talking about it, he survives, and so I think that they would want to tell Cal's story in the next game as opposed to just dropping him here and then we fill in the blanks. It's possible. I just don't. I don't know. So I think know if they they'd want to take that storytelling device away from the game. The the game storytelling. The only spoiler we should not mention in that game is how it ends because <clears throat> like that's the best one of the best endings I've ever seen to a video game. Yeah, I think there's other stuff there too, but it's like there's, but essentially the, it comes down to it, we don't want to touch on too much spoilers. But I think that, I don't think that the character that we see in that is the one who would answer that call necessarily. Sure. I think we might get, I see, I don't, I don't think we're going to get anyone to actually train Go- Grogu. I think that he's going to go the Mandalorian path and choose. I mean, if we're, we're aping off a lone wolf and cub, if he has to choose between the ball and the saber, he chooses the ball. Like, or you know he 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 goes the path of of the mando and doesn't doesn't get trained formally and maybe just we'll see it on the fly yeah that's um, that is possible given i was talking about the the last of us's uh, review by tim rogers and one of those outcomes is they stick together for the sake of sticking together 
um, which means that we we have Grogu for the rest of the show ostensibly, um, and then Grogu has to start growing up, so we'll get a time jump. Yeah, I've talked about a little bit too of like my I, I called call it uh, tinfoil hat fan theories where like they're totally insane crazy is um, maybe we see Force Ghost Kanan because Force Ghost Kanan, who was originally Caleb Doom, was in the Jedi Temple at the same time Grogu was, so. Does do we get Force Ghost Freddie Prince Jr. talking to Grogu, explaining like you know there's you know there, I can see you through the I can see you through the Force, and this is what I have to impart to you, or you know do do we maybe even get that in the Ahsoka show? I don't I I don't think there's if there's anyone who shows up for him, maybe it's it's Ezra who shows up, but I don't think he trains him. Force Ghost is a good okay. So your your prediction is Force Ghost? I'll go that way. Yeah, Force Ghost, or even, I mean, again, we've talked about it before about, because uh, I, I like the idea of Sebastian Stan playing Luke Skywalker, Force Projection uh, Luke, uh, Luke Skywalker, and some people have, like, taken apart the images that show, like, oh, it looks like someone might be standing up there while we get the shot down here. So does does Luke Skywalker Force Projection himself to the site to be like, look at that little baby, looks like a Yoda kid, and then <laughs> fucks off somewhere, pardon my language. All right. So yeah. Are you satisfied with our predictions kit? You're the champion of prediction here. Sure. sure. Okay. I, I was expecting Ken to say uh Kyle Katarn, but two EU. He can't be in it. We get Cassie Andor is our Kyle Katarn now. That's who we've got. I well guess. they did bring back the Dark Troopers, so maybe. Yeah, there's video yeah. games all through this show. Yeah. I, I I wouldn't. That's I, Cal I Kestis say that is just offhand that they couldn't bring in another. That's video why game I character. bring Cal Kestis in is because they're yeah. totally willing to pull stuff from video games. So, I mean, I yeah, I think uh, especially by name, Cal Katarn, we won't like again. The closest I think we get to is Andor, and to, but that's the thing too is like there's a split in the like original Cal Katarn is just that ex rebel. I'm sorry, ex imperial guy who steals the death death star plans what if it's uh what how many years past are we five years past return of the jedi are we only five years past jedi yeah so there's only like five years between boba fett dropping in the sarlacc pit and then getting his armor too too young to be ben solo time oh yeah way too young to be because that would be a cool that would be be four years old i mean that would have been a cool twist like ben solo shows up and says luke skywalker sent me but not he's like he's like five <laughs> hi i'm here to help i'm a jedi <laughs> i'm a jedi my dad flies Whoosh. that's my ben solo impression everyone that's accurate welcome right. to carbon scoring theater carbon scoring theater <laughs> is taking a break until after the next episode probably sometime over christmas break we'll get together again and talk about it until then, follow us on whatever thing you do, podcasts or YouTubes or whatever. Uh, Ken does other shows. Uh, I do do other shows. Look up at Comic Banter. Uh, you'll find stuff on YouTube and Twitch. And we'll probably be returning in 2021 with some more shows. It's just been a busy time period for us right now. All right. Uh, if you have predictions for which Jedi, and if they're not ones that you could easily find online, like somebody that we don't know is still alive, or if you want to give us your fan fiction about how it's actually Kit Fisto with new legs, then uh, <laughs> email those to podcast at we were gamers.com. And until then, may the force be with you.
Yeah. What I'm is he talking it. about? Grilled, grilled cheese. cheese oh my god. What do you not like grilled cheese sandwiches? No, just the amount of detail you care about. This is I like detail. Talk, talking have about. You, <laughs> <laughs> have you not met Ken Rolo? <laughs> I mean, good heavens! We talked about Star Wars. Like, that's, I'm not like it's not just Star Wars that I'm that ridiculous about. It's many a thing. I think I'm a I geek have of all two, trades. I have two grilled cheese opinions. One is, I have an exact perfect sandwich with exact types of bread and cheese and all that type of stuff, and I don't make it most of the time, and therefore I don't care the rest of the time. What are your what are your what are your standards? What's your what's your build? Uh, Japanese white bread, thick cut with Oof. what? That's good. That sounds oh, so yeah. good, but it's just not available that that right. Exactly. So I here. don't have any opinions about grilled cheese sandwiches because I can't make the perfect one that easily. Yeah, Japanese yeah. white bread, I am down for it's butter on the, of, like butter on the outside, mayonnaise on the inside, Swiss and cheddar. Okay, see. Two, two, that's one thing I was saying. Two flavors of cheese. You want a, you want a mellow, and you want, and you want that nice, sh- uh, strong flavor. From Munster's a good replacement too for cheddar if you can get it. Yeah, uh, and then uh, three pieces, three to four pieces, depending on how th- thick you want it, of sliced cheese, and then you're done. That's it. That's the whole sandwich. Don't mess with it. No that. sliced meats. No nope. prosciutto. Uh-uh. Then it's a melt. It's no not hand. a no. It's a melt. Okay. You put meat in it. Okay. Uh, how about? Uh, um grilled onions no stop no Just i hate onions so don't. i would never do that I, ha- I hate them as well but some people like I, them like on a uh yeah crook monsieur sure you absolutely might have that. Mm-hmm. i love grilled onions don't put it on a, don't call it a grilled cheese hi I, <laughs> hi <laughs> this has been this has been sandwich oh god we need a better gabbing with grilled cheese and uh we now return you to your regularly scheduled podcast of uh, carbon scoring, a subpod of We Were Gamers. Nice shirt. I should I should go get around my. I have the exact same one from Target. Thanks. <laughs> uh, I made a mess of this. Who has the list? I'm I'm a disaster today. What list? List. I can pull it up. Just the episode list. No, the um, the stuff they're bringing. Of all the new shows they added. Oh, the new shows. I thought uh, my brain was still on. Yeah, I can pull that up. It's... I found a Steam link in my desk just now. Not Is nice. that the thing that you can play Steam on yeah. your TV? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have one of those too. I, yeah, I but I just found... So I've been cleaning my office. You probably can't tell. Um, and I got really absorbed in that and woodworking today. And I totally lost track Ooh. of time. And uh, I just found the box for this. And I thought it was in the box. So that's fun and exciting. I enjoy a good um, a good bit of woodworking. It's one of those things where it's like I've fallen down like lots of different YouTube rabbit holes at time at times and being like, oh man, I could do that. I could do that. And it's yeah. like stuff that I know like skill wise I could do, but it's also a matter of tools. I don't have a giant garage and tools and like yeah. yeah, that's right. I'm never gonna do that. I'm never gonna make that gaming table instead of going to like like oh yeah, p- cup holders, dice, lifted up the top. <laughs> Look at all this. I can make this. It's it. It's relatively simple. It's eh, just having. I said it's harder than you think. It's harder than you think, but it's also more. It's like certain things are the. You need two people depending on the piece of pieces of wood you're working with to try and get a good control over it. But it's also a matter of just having X amount of things. Like oh, I've got to have fifteen different 
uh, like standing power tools as well as like at least five, actually, probably about five different standing power tools and then all the different accoutrements as well. Are you ready? Do I sound okay? I'm on my iPad. My laptop died, so. Yeah. Died, died? Yeah. Oh, no. Hard drive died, so. And my, mm. my new one uh, is currently on its way here from China, so. Bummer. It should be here this week. I gotta and, say, like, for being an iPad, that actually should be pretty clean. Like, yeah. the video's good. You're, yeah. yeah. And just move your mic up a little bit. Right about there. Let's see what's Sound up. good? Oh, yeah. Sounds yeah. a lot better. 